0: Welcome everyone to episode 86 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan LaMarca, as always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Hey, how's everybody doing? Doing good, Dan. Thank you. And Shelby White. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, doody. I am... So excited. Happy duty to you, sir. I am so excited for this episode because we got to see the PlayStation 5 showcase. This is E3 in your living room. And goddamn, it was something else. Um, but before we get to that, I want to talk about, you know, start the episode like we always do and talk about what we've been playing. Um,. So, why don't we start, Shelby? I know um, you said you didn't have too much going on, but you did finish a game that we were both playing, Murder by Numbers.
1: Right. I'm on the short list as far as what I've been playing, but Murder by Numbers, I finally finished. Um, It's it's a good game, man. I I think I said that last time. I was very into it. The narrative is fantastic. The writing's very, very good. And I just like solving nonograms. (laughs) You're a nonogram fan. Yeah, I'm a big
0: nonogram fan. Um, <laughs> who knew <laughs> this is gonna and, open uh, your this is gonna open your eyes to so many different picross games oh yeah
1: for sure well it's funny because since buying it and i played on switch i think my like recommended in the store was like yep. a bunch of weird one dollar uh nonogram <laughs> games yep. and i was like ah, oh, well i'm not opposed to it i'm in <laughs> um but yeah no it was fun you know and obviously with the four cases throughout the game it gets bigger and bigger I only didn't get an S on one case because um, I must have missed something. So I'm I do want to go back and do that because I've I've done all of Scout's memories, which are like the extra uh, puzzles. Nice. And I'm missing two of them because mm, of that. Uh, because you didn't get a the S. rating
0: and seven S rating. So. Yeah.
1: But it's a good time passer, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm not a I'm not mad about it.
0: It is so funny the way that I play that game is so yeah. strange because. I'm terrible at nanograms, unlike you, the the nanogram savant. Well, I'll tell uh, you, I
1: figured out like an algorithm that... <laughs> it that just like opens, your, your brain like, opens there's up. Never, there's never, like I figured out math-wise a way to do it so that I'm never, I'm never, there's never a stuck period. Like there's always an answer.
0: Right. That's like people that are really good at Sudoku. They feel that way too. um But yeah, I, for me, I'm not very good at it. So what I do is... I do all the dialogue stuff and then when it's time to do the nonogram, I put in an earbud and listen to a podcast and take 20 minutes to do the nonogram. Um, so I'm, I'm still working my way through it. I'm most of the way through that final case. Um, but I still, I still have a ways to go. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I still really, really like that game. Um, kind (laughs) of, this is kind of how, uh, for me, personally, because I play so many freaking games, uh, this is how my uh, top 10 list kind of has worked over the last couple of years because there are so many great indie games. I'll mm-hmm. start out by being like, man, Murder by Numbers. That's like top 5 game. I love that game. And then more games come out, more games come out, more games come out. And for me, it's slowly been pushed down, down, down the list. Right. And um, I can
1: definitely see that happening to me as well because right. I've been keeping a list for 2020 so far and as of now it sits as my number five game right but that's because i've only played five games in 2020 you know so it's like, <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> but also um, i mean i do really like the game i don't want to undersell it and i and i yeah. love that we do the different categories for our game of the year stuff because i think this is a really strong one in a couple of good categories
1: right i do want to get your take on one thing because it bothered me yeah um, a little bit like I, I was fine especially in the writing like in case one what the name of the show is miss terry so it's like all right cool little pun on the word murder mystery yeah murder mystery and then in case three the um the cross dressers uh names i thought were great frantasia and rosmosis like those are so good and then they ruin it with this horrible character named uh clyde muscle man at the end and it's like come on like really you had you had good names going on and then you ruin it with this one <laughs> see, and not me, only is he all muscly but they spell muscle uh, the way you would spell it as the uh whatever the he's a the ship captain muscle. yeah, yeah and he's a ship captain i'm like ah oh. see for me i, I was like
0: oh. <laughs> i didn't i didn't hate that one i it wasn't like you know i, I wouldn't say it's one of the stronger names but yeah. well, I, I, I was like okay I, I can go yeah. for that <laughs> i get that it
1: was that combined with the fact that they were supposed to be undercover and freaking
0: oh that was
1: he's wearing his badge and i'm (laughs) like what
0: just happened to all that was was ridiculous i agree Um, with you on that but
1: they make up for it 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 was literally like a blip on the the radar of the whole
0: game i'm with you on that (laughs) um so yeah murder by numbers still you know we we like that game i know we've we probably talked about it on like 90% of the episodes that have come out this year because we keep like, you know, yeah. chipping away <laughs> at it and talking about it. It um, is like a
1: perfect. So when I'm laying in bed, uh, yeah,
0: I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me throw on a puzzle or two. Yeah, it's it's honestly awesome. Um, next, I'll mention, um, a couple of games that I played. Um, so, darkest—I mentioned it before a couple episodes ago when they announced it. Darkest Dungeon: The Butcher's Circus came out uh, at the yes. end at the end of May, I believe, and that is the PvP version of Darkest Dungeon. Oh. So, similar to anybody that's played any sort of um, competitive online game that has multiple characters, you're basically going through and picking one by one. <laughs> like to make up your team. So you'll be like, "Okay, I want, you know, this Highwayman, aka Dismiss. I want Dismiss on the team." So I'm going to pick him, and then the other person gets to pick someone for their team from the list of characters, and you're building up teams and kind of counter-picking other people. It's it's such a smart idea because that Darkest Dungeon combat system is so deep and smartly made that it, this fits right in to that kind of formula i don't Um, know if
2: i can play that game ever again
0: i know you got your heart ripped out (laughs) (laughs) um but i for me darkest dungeon is is like a top 50 all time like one of my favorite games ever uh so to play it in this pvp way it makes you think about it in a totally different way and i've i've played like three or four matches really really liked it um, but there's 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 a lot of stuff coming out that that has my attention. Otherwise, so this isn't necessarily something I'm going to be, you know, playing all the time. I just wanted to shout it out for some people that really like Darkest Dungeon. I think you should give it a try. It's it's a free update. It's called the Butcher's Circus, and it's super fun. Nice, awesome. Uh, I'll also mention a game from last year that I did not play last year, unfortunately, because I really like this game. I saw so. I, I i mentioned giant bomb on here all the time you know my favorite video game website um a lot they do a like guest top 10 list at the end of the year where they get like people from other news outlets you know celebrities that play games like all these different people to write like top 10 list a game mm-hmm. that i saw on a lot of people's top 10 list was a game called lonely mountains downhill i always looked at it and was like I don't know why people like this so much. just looks like you know a basic little game, like nothing too interesting going on here um but it came out on Game Pass, and I have the game pass app on my p c so I'm just looking sometimes I just scroll through, oh, what's new on Game Pass and Lonely Mountains downhill was on there, so I was like, you know what? let me give it a try, and boy, oh boy, I fell in love with this game it is <laughs> it is a very basic idea where you so it's it's a physics based uh, mountain biking game where the way that it works is uh, you start out on a new trail and it's like okay, just get to the end of the trail. That's like your goal. And there are like six to, to nine checkpoints throughout um, and you know if you crash you restart at the most recent checkpoint. So you're going through, you get to the end and then it opens up and says, here are challenges. So you'll have a challenge. that's like, all right, get to the finish line in under two minutes, and you'll unlock a, a bike part. Get to the finish line with only crashing twenty or less times, and you'll get a you know new like uh, skin for your bike or a new skin for you know your your rider. Like you know new outfits and stuff. Nice. Um, and then there's this thing called free ride, which is you need to get from the start to the finish. In one run, you can take as long as you want, but you can't crash or you start out at the beginning. Oof. And they do all of this. Oh, and also there's a night mode that you unlock that totally makes the trails feel completely different. You just have like one headlight shooting out, otherwise it's completely dark. And it, it's so interesting the way it, it makes those trails feel brand new when it's dark. Um, so you're doing all this stuff and then you unlock the next trail and it's like a brand new game again like it's it's just the design of these trails combined with how amazing the game feels to play make this like a really special thing and it's not something that you could just like look at and be like oh my god that looks amazing but once you get your hands on a controller and you feel how they think about every single curve and there are these crazy shortcuts that could save you like 10 seconds on one little checkpoint area. And you're like going flying down the side of a mountain that they designed specifically for that. It is mm-hmm. just impeccably made and I'm so shocked at how like, it's just a, it's just a great game. Like I, I, I don't know what else, it is such a surprise for something that looks so simple. They also have a thing that on each area, so they're, they're, the first area there are four trails and then there's like a second biome with four trails and then a third and then a fourth and they're all totally different. The first one's like a basic, you know, green grass, you know, gray rock mountain. Uh, the next one looks like autumn, like a lot of dirt, more water, a little more swamp area. Um, so they really do vary it up a little. Um, that's good. And what they do is on each area, there are four rest spots. They're called, and they're basically secret areas off the beaten path. That when you get to them, it'll say, like, press X to, like, take a rest or whatever. <laughs> and those give you, every time you find a rest area, you get, like, a bonus thing. Whether it's a bike part to unlock new bikes, which they all have different, all the bikes have different, like, stats. So, it'll be, like, you know, speed versus, um, like, hey, this bike, ba- th- not, not only maneuverability, which they do have, but it's also, like, hey, this bike can fall from a higher distance without killing you
1: oh that's because cool. yeah, that it's off. like a
0: mountain you know it's like a heavy duty bike so like you're right. gonna, you're gonna land bigger jumps and you can you know you can with you, you go faster off-road right. than a, than oh, a it, speed bike
1: so as far as what you're doing like it's it's all downhill kind of i'm assuming or for, for the, the most, most part downhill? yeah
0: there's not a lot of uphill um there is a button to do like a turbo boost that charges up slowly okay so um, like
1: as far as what you can do can you like hop can you like jump can there's no play? jumping the okay. left,
0: tri- right triggers, ga- you know, go. Left triggers break. Okay. Um, so and then A is turbo. Those are the only controls. Um, but but the way that they use, like, I, I oftentimes am using the brake and the and the go at the same time mm-hmm. to like work my way down a mountain slowly because mostly downhill these trails are designed like mountain bike paths, right? Right. So. You're going down these hills and you're like, you know, getting really tight turns and you want to like when you're doing time, it's so interesting because you look at the trail totally differently where you're like, wait, I can survive just going straight off this edge and landing rather than going around this big curve. Right. There's a lot of that. And I'm telling you, it is so good. It is so well designed and feels so good to play. Like I, I love this game. I'm so hooked on it.
1: Listen, you've totally intrigued me. I'm I'm absolutely in. So yeah,
0: definitely try it out. And and it is on Game Pass. Yeah, Uh, which is cool. Um, Definitely, it's on Game Pass for Xbox and PC, and um, it is on. I I think it's on all the major consoles. Um, Mm. and yeah, Lonely Mountains Downhill. Uh, highly recommended. Honestly. Awesome. Uh, I will also mention I'm playing more Valorant. Valorant hit 1.0. So, it's no longer an early access game. So, I jumped in. Um, Part of their 1.0, they released a new map. They released a new character. And that's pretty much it. They did a couple little tweaks to some of the character abilities. You know, a higher cooldown, lower cooldown. Um, They did a couple of tweaks to the maps. Um, But for the most part, those are the big things that changed from beta to 1.0. And... The game is still great. I I do not particularly like the new map, um, but that's a personal thing that I just don't, there's not a lot of like long sight lines and it feels very like claustrophobic, which is cool. It's a nice change up, but every time it, it comes up on the rotation, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, still really love that game. The thing that, the thing about that game is I am, I don't play first person shooters with keyboard and mouse. So, I'm not good at the actual shooting of the game. Like, okay. I, I understand games because I play a lot of them. So, like, I can get, okay, this person is going to be here because of this. But at the end of the day, this is a Counter Strike style game, right? You're either going to hit your shots or the other person's going to hit their shots. So, it's right. like when it comes down to it and you're face to it, face, it can definitely be uh, disheartening to be bad at a game despite understanding it you know what i'm saying right, right right but that is what this game is so for me i i've i've noticed that i'm getting better but i don't think that this is a game for me long term because it requires like a dota 2 amount of time investment in order to get oh,
2: better man.
0: you know what i'm saying wow
1: yeah that's uh that's saying something
0: yeah, yeah, but it is that kind of game is what I mean. Like this is a yeah, game course. where like some people are, Hey, I, pl- I don't play video games. I just play Valorant. You know what right. I'm saying? Like right, it, right. it is that style of thing. It has that deep strategic layer of, you know, every situation's different and every different character makeup, you know, Hey, we have this person on our team. So we're going to think about, you know, getting into this area with her ability, whatever. So I still love the game. I really think it's, it's, excellent i do think my one complaint is it does it still doesn't feel 1.0 to me really they didn't add enough in my opinion they did add it. oh something i didn't mention that i'm glad i just thought of they added a new mode so instead of the normal mode they call it a spike rush and what it is is so the normal game is first team to win 13 rounds wins so these games are long because it can yeah, be 13, 12. That's like 50 minutes. Right. Um, spike Rush is the opposite. It's first to four, three or four. And the way that it works is you don't... So a normal Counter-Strike game and Valorant, at the beginning of each round, you pull up the buy menu and you spend credits that you earn by getting kills or winning rounds or defusing the spike or whatever.
1: Okay. You get, get the credits earned.
0: and you buy your weapons based on that. In and, Spike,
1: is that just for that game? Like so, just for that round?
0: Yes, yep. And okay. then but if you survive with the gun, you now continue to have that gun. Okay. Cuz it's one, you know, you get killed. Uh, yeah, I should I never explained that portion of it. I just said, "Oh, it's yeah. like Counter-Strike." But if you don't know no, Counter-Strike, no, I, you don't I get understand. you. Yeah. But but <laughs> it's it's um yeah, it's like you want to use your money appropriately. So you're like, all right, I'm going to try. Hey, it's one on four right now. Do I think I'm going to be able to kill all four of these guys? They already planted the spike. Maybe it's worth me just saving because I have this expensive gun. Right. right. Like that's a real thought in this game. Yeah. So in spike rush mode, it's much shorter because it's first to three or four, or whatever it is. I think it's four. Uh, and. You do not buy guns. At the beginning of each round, the entire team gets a random gun, the same gun. So, like, all right, this round we all have shotguns, or this round we all have this specific pistol, this rifle, whatever. But you all have it, right? And all your abilities are purchased because also in the buy menu you have to purchase like charges of your abilities. So okay. in Spike rush mode, the stakes are much lower because it's much shorter and you don't have to buy everything. Um I think this mode is interesting. It feels like a different game. I'm glad they have it in because it might be like, oh, I have 15 minutes. I don't have 45. So let me jump in and play one. You know, like right. it's smart. I get why it's they smart. do it. But it does feel like a like a very different game. Um So yeah, that that's that's the new stuff with Valorant. I really like the game. I think it's very well made. Um
2: the advertisements all over
0: the place. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah, well, like
2: every, everywhere I go. It's just oh, Valorant, 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 Valorant.
0: <laughs> Riot has the money. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's Valorant. It's out 1.0. Um, speaking of Riot, Dan, I heard that you've been playing a Riot game. Which one's Riot? <laughs> <laughs> Legends? Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> So, so, you know, yeah. I'll I'll just mention quick. Obviously, I've been playing more as well. I'm not going to talk about it on every episode. This is more my, like, forever game type of game where, like, every day I'm, all right, let me see what my daily quest is. Let me do it, blah, 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 whatever. Like, I'm I'm in on that because I love these kind of card games. So, I've also been playing more, but I've talked plenty about it. So, I want to hear what you have to say about it, Dan.
2: No, I just like, you know... I'm just like how, like you said, like it's one of those things. How you know, I'll wake up in the morning, and if you know, if I'm you know trying to get the sand out of my eyes, you know, I'll just spend that you know half an hour in bed, you know, do a do a mission or two, or you know, just hop in. I like having, I like having a game like in the back of my pocket that I can sort of, you know, not that you know you have to commit, you know, an hours a day to. You can just sort of you know hop on, do your thing. And then uh, and then go on your way. So uh, you're I was never it, really. It. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and you know, I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I am actually. You know, the reason I got it was you talked about it, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's free, might as well, you know, give it a shot. Um, you know, I not that I have an aversion to card games, but I just I never I don't have like a really I don't really have a backlog or a real history uh, with card games.
0: Right, you are a Magic um, Gathering I, kid.
2: Yeah, no, but what I really, really like was, is, I feel like it's very simple, and the, I mean, there's so much to do, there's a lot to do, there's a lot of different characters, a lot of different cards, but I feel like it's explained in such a way that I was just able to pick up very easy, I don't know if that was by, you know, games, or you know maybe the game created it in a way that made it seem easier uh, to me, or maybe I just am really good at these games, but... Um, <laughs> So I really enjoy
0: it. Yeah, I think um, I think the game does a tremendous job of tutorializing and giving you those like optional uh, like tutorial quests basically where it'll it'll it has that whole thing on the I side it. yep. it's like oh try this scenario and learn what this you know certain faction does or this certain champion does. Um, that was
2: really helpful And that was really helpful to me because now that I, I did all the preliminary stuff now just going in, you know, I, it seems like, oh, I get it. I know what I have to do here. Oh, I've seen this before. And I think that's really, really beneficial, especially with some of these card games that I've played just kind of, I mean, they're obtuse to begin with, but if they're not explained properly, it just can be a little so overwhelming. So
0: overwhelming, yeah. So overwhelming. And I think that's a huge plus on the side of Legends of Runeterra. I think Hearthstone does this also very well. They have a very good tutorial system and... They have some good single player content that you play against the AI that you can learn from. Um, this game, Legend of Runeterra, allows you to play against the AI and earn all your rewards for your daily quests. Doing so, so you don't need to feel that obligation or pressure to play against another player. If you're if you're just learning the game, you can just play against AI and you're still earning in-game currency to buy you know cards or stuff that you want. Yeah, um,
2: it's a long time, and you know I would urge. Any, I, I would I urge anybody that uh, you know enjoys those card games, but also for someone like me, um, I, I was delightfully surprised. And if every card game was, was this like immersive and and easy to uh, to pick up, I mean, I. I I pick it up. So is there anything
0: specific that you like about this game in particular for a card game? Like, is there anything that like jumps out to you? Like, oh, they do a really good job with X or is there, are you just saying, Hey, I really enjoy the system that they built?
2: Yeah, I think it's more just like a system thing for me. You know, I understand what I have to do. I have to, you know, a lot of times with, with card games, I, I feel like whether it's magic or, you know, even anything from like Yu-Gi-Oh to Pokemon or whatever, I, you know, I, I feel like I never understood what the the purpose was. This, I feel like it's, yeah, very nicely. Oh, there's the enemies, you know, for it. And they have 20 hit points. So I have to, you know, destroy the enemies and then leave the field open to then get, you know, damage done on their right. on their base it just seems very uh i don't want to say simple because that seems like that's like a derogatory thing but I, I mean it in the best way possible in that it's just very specific in what you're trying to do yeah and uh it just makes it a little bit more easier for someone like me that that doesn't have that experience
0: aren't some of the animations gorgeous like when you put out certain champions or the champions level up or stuff like that
2: Oh, amazing and the cards are super cool too I mean some of the some of the characters that they created and some of the spells that you can do it's all just it's beautifully crafted I, I think it's amazing especially for a game that's free. I'm amazed that it's free i don't I don't get how that game is, is free
0: well the, the the reason that they're free is because someone like me that puts in a 100 hours um I've probably put in like 40 bucks into it over the over the hundred hours because I'm like I'm like oh I want I want to do another expedition but I can't afford it all right let me let me buy some of the currency <laughs> and do it so but that's the beauty of that kind of game is like if you could tell me I'm gonna get a hundred hours of gameplay that I adore and pay 40 bucks I'm gonna say hell yeah <laughs> why wouldn't I yeah so I, I like viewing it like that for a game that I like. I don't mind putting some currency in. Now, it doesn't mean I'm saying you should go spend 500 bucks on it, like some people do. But I think there's something to the free-to-play model. When it feels right and it doesn't feel like it's trying to take advantage of you, it, it's it's enjoyable to to support them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get joy out of being like, okay i really like this game i don't mind putting 20 bucks in and then getting these champions that i couldn't normally afford or something like that you know and i do think that this game in particular is not it's it's the furthest thing from like manipulating you to buy anything that's good yeah
1: So um, yeah, I haven't played it yet, but you guys make it sound so like appealing. So especially as a free to play, and it's kind of like you said, it's. Do you want to continue to play? Then continue to play in that sort of sense. Well, that's the beauty. Or it doesn't. Yeah,
0: exactly. You you could play this game for an hour and say it's not for me, or you play it for an hour and be like, oh, I like it, and then and then every day you play for twenty minutes, and then you really like it and you can play it more. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. It is that game and it's it's the fact that it's on your phone and it's free is right. just so awesome.
1: Right, and you brought up um, daily activities and stuff, so yep. that's that's their incentive to bring you back day after day, which is good, you know. Hello? Yep.
0: Sorry yep. about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> we were we were rolling. Um <laughs> But we.
2: I, did, uh, I just did the most amazing thing about the game too. I, I, I can't repeat it. It was it was too good. I, I'll, oh, never, I'll never I'll never way again. I'm sorry.
0: Lost <laughs> the time, um, but no. I was gonna say uh, the daily quests are usually very specific in a fun way, where they make you try different things. So it'll be like, uh, win a game with, you know, this specific champion and this specific card in your deck. You're like oh I never thought about like using those two together oh I see how powerful this can be oh and then you build a deck around that idea oh, okay. so they kind of like tease you into things where it'll be like oh um, attack with spiders 15 times so you're like all right I'm gonna go build a spider deck and you're like, holy shit! The spider deck is powerful. I love this.
2: I'm all
0: about the spider deck, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But that's what's so cool about the, like, when I say it's impeccably designed, I mean in every aspect of it. Like, the system itself is amazing, and then the trappings they have to, like, you know, at your own pace, get deeper and deeper into this game. Like, they they do a good job of like bringing you in. And yeah, I think it's uh.
1: Well, it's. Good. I mean, stuff like that where the daily activity, like you said, is almost around deck building. is It's almost like a way of giving you hints without throwing totally. hints in your face. You know, which totally, is cool.
2: yeah. I think you said the best way that it it invites you in in such a in such a way that it, I don't know. I have, I have nothing but good things to say about it. It really just is. It's super immersive and just super fun cool the word i think is accessible it's an accessible yes, game definitely when it's when when sometimes card games are, are definitely not yeah you don't even have
0: to say sometimes they're never this accessible so i i think they did a fantastic job of building a game that's both accessible and deep and that's a very hard thing to do yeah so yeah cool There's i'm i'm best. very glad you're enjoying it Then we gotta we gotta play together one of these days
2: yeah man definitely i'll um, get you in <laughs> Yeah
0: um all right so i know you played one other game dan that i do want to talk about that i mentioned on the last episode uh i have four other games new games that i played as well Jeez. and i'm going to tease you and i'm going to say two of these games are now in my top 10 for the year
2: oh no so wow. like
0: some good games in this month in this mix but i want to hear your actually let me talk quickly about Games so, that
2: suck and aren't on your top ten.
0: <laughs> so that doesn't mean they suck, but oh, <laughs> well, we
2: know what it means.
0: Because I have I have thirty five games I played this year already. So, uh, but the two that I'm gonna mention that are not my top ten, you know, that I'm not ta- that I'm not teasing you about. So the first one is Sludge Life. Sludge Life is on Game Pass, um, and it is basically. It is basically a first-person, like, platforming exploration game, but with a very specific aesthetic. So they're going for kind of a um, – do you remember uh, – oh, God, why am I blanking? Hypnospace Outlaw last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how Hypnospace kind of has that, like, grimy, grungy internet-style, <laughs> like, thing? So picture that in a first-person – like exploration game. So everything is like hazy and wavy. The music is really, really good. And you're basically, you're, your goal is to go to these specific spots and tag them like graffiti. So you're, you have to tag, you know, whatever it is, 80 different specific spots throughout the game. That's like your ultimate goal. It's keeping track of the spots. So it almost feels like a big Tony Hawk level I was as a first person platformer. <laughs> but it really does and and what's cool about it is you're using platforming in a couple different ways to get up to certain areas or you'll be like oh i now see that spot that i can tag oh how am i gonna get, how am i going to get there and then you're like traveling over there and jumping down off the roof to get to the side of the building to tag it the game has That's a awesome. great sense of humor it's totally ridiculous there's a there's, like, a lot of overarching, like, things going on in this game. Like, one of the big themes is there's a – so, the whole town or wh- wherever you are is on strike. So, they're, like, we're not working, whatever. We're on strike. And there are uh – they're not cops. They're clops because they're Cyclops cops. And they are <laughs> – uh, like standing around all over the place and if you talk to them they just punch you in the face <laughs> uh, and they'll be like get away from me and punch you um, but you're finding other you know people basically the fun of the game is finding like people or weird things in the environment and like figuring out like, like it's like mini narratives throughout this whole game so like I stumbled into this place where they're growing uh, psychedelic mushrooms right so I walk in the door and everyone's looking at the TV and they have like their eyes are like glowing in a, in a very like psychedelic way, and they're all like staring at the TV. You go into the back closet and there's mushrooms there. So I ate one of them. And it gives you the ability to fly for a short period of time. <laughs> and then it transports you right back to where you were. So it's almost like a way to scout out the area. So you can fly up really high and be like, oh, there's a tag spot right there. And then when you go back to your body, you're like, all right, I need to figure out a way to climb up there. That um, sort of cool. That's so cool. It's a good idea. It's it's just a, a funny, interesting game filled with like little moments like that. I really, really like it. For me, it comes, it falls short of being like a great game because it, it doesn't have that much to it, other than that. You know what I'm saying? So it, I'm not, I'm not insulting the game. I think it's a really good game, and I think it's worth your time, especially on Game Pass. I just am not in love with it in the way that I am in love with the, you know two two other games on this. Gotcha. Is there gotcha. like any
2: sort of like combat, or it's all just
0: from what I've just seen? Just, I I played about two hours. Um, I have not seen any combat. Um it's mostly getting punched in the face. Yeah. It's <laughs> mostly walking up to people and and going through their dial, you know, every time you press A on them they have a different thing to say until they repeat. So like you're seeing funny stuff. There's this cat that I talked to that, that was like, Oh, I don't even know why you're bothering with me. That other cat with two buttholes is the most popular cat on the internet right now. And then you're <laughs> like, What the hell is he talking I thought it was just a joke. And then I came across a cat that has two buttholes. <laughs> and I go behind it. I'm like, Wow, this cat has two buttholes. So, so
1: actually, the mini mean, narratives, so, oh, sorry to cut you off,
0: Dan. Oh, no, no, no. After you, no. Show.
1: Okay. The, the mini narratives that you're talking about, are they helpful? towards like finding tag spots or are they kind of just like no. um little no. extra stuff
0: the way you got to think about it is like it's it's like it's kind of like the tag spots are helpful to find the people do you understand what i'm saying it's like okay. yeah, those yeah, yeah, are yeah. like a breadcrumb trail and it's like ooh now there's a little window here next to the tag spot where i can go in and blah blah whatever and all right it's all style cool. like this game is style it's not. Okay. It's not doing anything crazy. It's not. There's nothing like too much to it. It's just. It has a great style. The music is really, really good, especially paired up with the visual art style and, you know, all the crazy shit. There's this. There's this uh, app called like Siggy. And whenever you, like, find cigarettes, you can smoke them. And uh, Siggy keeps track of how many cigarettes you've smoked. And he's like, like oh, nice. <laughs> smoke one with me, buddy. <laughs> like, it's like, all, you know, it, it's got a great sense of humor. It is a really funny game. Uh, and and I really like it. It's just, for me, it falls short because it doesn't feel like it has a lot of, like, depth to it. Which is not what it's going for. So I'm not, I'm not disparaging it for it. I'm just saying, for me, it's not something that, like... Stands out and like I said breaks through on like a on like my personal top ten or anything
2: Looking at pictures of it. It looks like a mix between like Borderlands and Parappa the Rappa
0: Okay, I could see that it does have a cel-shaded style in a similar Borderlandsy kind of way
2: Oh, and there's the cat with two buttholes. I see it <laughs>
0: um, That's
2: that's a little unnerving
0: And it's just, it's, it's, the game is you walking in on weird situations or funny situations, and then like they're going to say a joke, and then that's, that's what it is, right? It's like, it's like a hallway of jokes, and you're kind of exploring this 3D space as you're getting them. And I think it, it, for what it's going for, I think it really does a good job. So I, I recommend people give it a chance if you have Game Pass. Um, I, I do like it. It's a good game. That's Sludge Life. Cool. Sludge Life. Um, i'll also mention the other game that i like but i'm not in love with uh monster train you guys heard of monster train no the reason that i heard of monster train is because it's incredibly popular on steam right now and so i looked at it everyone's comparing it to slay the spire so i'm like hmm i like slay the spire let me take a look at this game um the 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 shtick here is so it is very slate aspire. You're building out your deck after every combat encounter. You get a new card to your deck. Um, the difference is so. In slate aspire, you have one, like style of deck, right? Like right, you, it's basically like one type. Do you want to be like it, it's your character, and then right, they right. have their own deck types. For this, it's you choose two colors. So you start out with red and green, and they both have you know, their own cards and at the end of each combat encounter, hey, do you want to choose, you know, some of the cards that you get a choice from will be either red or green. So you're kind of like choosing and they all have different abilities. The red is like low HP, but high damage. The green is like a lot of healing stuff and like, um, you know, tanky characters. So the difference between this and Slay the Spire is you're on a triple decker train and they they are basically three different lanes. And the enemies come in from the bottom deck, and then after that round if they're still alive after combat, they move up to the next deck. On the fourth deck above where you can place units is like the heart of your train. It's what keeps the train going. It's actually a like ember of hell, like you're playing as like demons bringing this ember back to hell and you're fighting like all angels and stuff like that. Um so on the bottom floor, that's where they come in and then combat ensues and then they'll move up if they're still alive. So what you're doing is you're placing units either on the bottom, second, or third floor depending on how you want to do your strategy. Right, right, Um, It is very slow to spire as far as the deck building goes. I don't love it. And I know that a lot of people do uh i think it's missing it doesn't feel like it has that tight balance that slay the spire has it feels okay. like or like uh... i want to give you an example so when you yeah. come across when you come across uh like upgrade stations basically because mm-hmm. there's like a little over overworld map you don't get to choose your path in the same way of slay the spire it's more like do you want to go left or right you're going to end in the same place but do you want to go left where you can upgrade your magic abilities and uh, rest so that your your core heals or do you want to upgrade your your unit and, you know, get this random encounter? So, like, you're choosing which good things you want. Right. So, if right. you want to upgrade a card, right? So, one magic card may say, deal 10 damage to the front enemy unit, right? Okay. Another magic card might say, deal 1 damage, and heal your units for 10 health each on this floor, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When you ch- when you get to an upgrade station, it's a flat bonus. So, like, one of the bonuses might say, upgrade the damage amount of the card by 10. So, mm-hmm. would you rather have a... attack the first enemy for 20 instead of 10... Or would you rather say attack all enemies for 11 instead of one? Obviously, yeah, you're I mean, going to go with that one. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a double edged sword, but I never lean towards these type of upgrade paths because it doesn't feel balanced. It doesn't feel like right. You know what I'm saying? Like it should. Yeah. The, the way Slay the Spire upgrade cards work is each card has a specific way of upgrading. Mm-hmm. It, because they're so concerned with the balance. So instead of in Slay the Spire, it's like, oh, add 10 damage to this card. It's like, hey, if you upgrade this card, all right, it might cost one less. Or if you upgrade this card, it might do double damage or whatever. But each card individually has its own way of upgrading. And to me, that is a bigger difference than you might realize. Uh-huh. Where this game kind of feels like it's, it's like messy in a way. Where like... Sometimes you feel completely overpowered, and sometimes you just get wiped because you didn't do the right thing. Okay. So, I, for me, Slay the Spire is still definitely a high watermark for this kind of game. But I'm definitely seeing a lot of people talking about Monster Train, like it's like it's the new Slay the Spire, and they and they like it more. Um, um, yeah. There's definitely stuff I'm leaving out. I'm just kind of giving a brief, you know, I don't know how yeah, brief, but course. brief, brief as far as okay. me, um, overview of this game. I like it. I'm not in love with it. I'll probably play a little more. I probably played about four hours, you know, a couple of runs. I I beat one run. Um, But yeah, there are different factions that you unlock, which are the colors that I mentioned. And they all have specific ways of unlocking. So it'll be like, oh, you know, deal this much damage to enemies. And then you unlock this faction. Um, So there's definitely depth to it. And they know what they're going for. I also just, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. I'm not a huge fan of the music. Um, it's not, it, it, it's not a game that I love. It's a game that is well-made and I appreciate, I, I just don't love it. All
1: right. That's fair, man. Well, you don't have to love everything. So. That's right. That's right. Especially so if that's it's trying to copycat something. Amazing you game. Love. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so that's monster train. Um, I would definitely recommend people, you know, based on everyone else I'm talking to that plays Slate Aspire, they all really like this game. So if, if you right. like that kind of game, give it a try. I'm not saying don't. It's mm-hmm. just, for me, it falls short of that. And because it's so similar, if it's if it's similar and not as good, I have less time for it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so I'll save my other two. Dan, I want to talk about the other game that you've been playing.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> So I've been playing this game called If Found. And nice. I, you beat it. And every what was that? You beat it. How oh, did I beat it? I beat it twice. I wow. played it a second. That's how much? I Dan, you were absolutely correct. It is. It is definitely a Dan Dufrane game. Um, <laughs> it just and and the story. I, I can't tell you how many times. You know, uh, seriously, it brought tears to my eyes, goosebumps. Just a beautifully, fantastic written story, and the way that they, um, the way that they, uh, the way that the gameplay—it was just reading, but the way that you're sort of erasing your past in order to to build the future, man. I just, I just thought it was so poetic and just so well done. Um, If anybody has, you know, I really took me maybe three hours. If anybody has three hours, you know, listen to this story because it's such a such a profound story and something that needs to be. To be heard uh, yep. you know not new games but just uh, just in general you know it's it was a, very refreshing yeah
0: it's a deeply personal story and it is it is so beautiful yeah i i really really love that game i think it's really special
2: you know i'm i'm curious you know um how many different avenues there are so the reason i played it through a second time um and i know you could go to different chapters but i just wanted to 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 play through it again um is that you have different, like, dialogue options, especially towards, like, the end, where you can change who, you know, you find out yes. uh, in this character's life um, and, you know, their fates yeah. after transpiring. So, yeah,
0: and, and they're all different timelines, right? So one of them might be, like, six months later, and one of them might be, like, 30 years later. So it's, like, they really do an interesting job of, like, Hey, you're picking and choosing what who you want to learn about that what happens with them, but it yeah. could be it could be a week later, you know. Right, exactly.
2: But uh, it, honestly, it was just amazing. You know, I wish I had more more to say other than, you know, just play it, but it was yeah. just
0: Well, with that, the narrative, kind of story. yeah. With a narrative-based game, there's only so much you can say, right?
2: But, but that but that's what it is, man, to, you know, to, to get, you know, a transgender experience and also an Irish experience. I mean, it was something yeah. that I don't have experience with. So to be able to tap into that and to, you know, to to be put into that to that world and that situation and to, and to hear a story of, of someone's struggle um, and the way that they overcame it, uh, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful and, and absolutely uh, profound They're definitely one of my favorite games of the year uh yeah. you know so far definitely. um and you know I, i'm really digging these narrative games that are coming out and if uh they keep putting out games like this man i'll keep i'll keep playing them because Absolutely. there's some taking some time to just sit and and listen to a story and mm-hmm. uh, especially well it, it it moves you it's deep and profound
0: right um yeah, there was definitely. I mean, there were a couple times where I definitely shed a tear during that game. But the, the one story in particular at the end um, of like one person's like future mm. like wrecked me. It was so good. It, it was like just the the way that these stories are told, and especially as you get going later in that game the way that the visuals and the music enhance the storytelling oh, the music it's oh, rival to none really like it is it, it's 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 incredible it, it it really enhances this already beautiful story and exactly. man it's like that's what you're saying you got like goosebumps from it like you know that that concert scene and stuff like i i like so good
2: I think the whole, uh, yeah, that and adding that music, man. I, I love how they, they interspliced it with. Um, I don't I don't think this is giving too much away because you get this right at the beginning of the game, but like how they intersplice it where at first you think the game's about one thing it's this girl in space and, you know, there's yeah. like this happening, but also within the protagonist's own psyche and how what's happening. Mm hmm. In her mind might be different than what's actually you know going on, and it's just yeah. it's just it, the way that's interwoven. I think it it kept you guessing, and it kept you it kept you intrigued. It kept you, it really took an empathetic look at uh, at her situation, and just you just you just kept you just kept wanting to 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 follow her and to and to and to be with her and see how she interacts with with these people in her yeah. life, and you end up you know. I don't know, man, I just ended up, I just ended up a mess at the end, crying and and, and feeling happy for her, and, you know, it it was just, it it was just such a beautiful experience.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad you enjoyed it, I, I mean, I knew right away that this was a game that you would enjoy, um, but, but man, yeah, it's something special, uh, if found is the name of the game, and, you know, I, I really, really highly recommend it.
2: definitely. Definitely.
0: All right, so two more games nice. before we get to the to the big I know we've we're gone long and this is <laughs> gonna be a jumbo episode but um these are the two games I had mentioned that are some of my favorites of the year and uh I played them both over the last two weeks start to finish um first one I'll talk about umarangi generation is what it's called um <clears throat> big pitch is it is a first-person photography game, and it's in a similar vein to like a Pokemon Snap type of game, but you, but you are not on Winston likes Pokemon <laughs> sorry, Snap. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I thought that was you cheering.
0: <laughs> Pokemon Snap, woo! I thought that was you go, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so is a, the difference between this and Pokemon Snap is you are uh like autonomously moving through a space you're not a um you're not on rails you're not like on a time crunch in that sense you are moving around in a 3d space uh, and the way that it works is there are individual levels and for each level there are a a number of objectives so it might say get one picture that has four birds and uh two tires in it So you have to like, okay, there's a bunch of birds down here. Let me find some tires. Let me frame this photo right and get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are also ones that might say, get a picture of the word cops, right? And just the word cops. So you end up, this is why this game goes from an interesting idea to a brilliant game is there's graffiti, so this is how the game kind of tells its story, right? Like there is no dialogue narrative, but every, it's basically a game entirely predicated on environmental storytelling in this, these levels. Um, so you, let's, you know, let me go back to that cops example. So the word cops is in a piece of graffiti where it says cops come here to kill us. So but, but the whoever you're selling these photographs to doesn't want the phrase, cops come here to kill us. They just want the word cops. So you have to like get up close and get the angle right and whatever. So it's interesting to think about like what's going on there. So the overarching plot, and again, there's no dialogue. There's nothing like that. But the plot is so strong. And basically what's going on is... There's some sort of uh, otherworldly events going on that have to do, based on like some graffiti you're reading, whatever, um, it, it appears to be related to us not uh, properly dealing with climate change. And so there's things going on, and the United Nations come in. This is like a, I believe this is supposed to be New Zealand. Um, and the United Nations come in and are kind of like trying to handle the situation so there's a lot of imagery that's like you know anti this game is very uh, of this moment um in in a real way because there's a lot of like anti-fascist anti-police um and it is just it it has a voice of its own where it really is it feels like cuz i believe umurangi means red sky generation uh okay. so umurangi generation what they're saying is like this is the last generation of humans right wow. so mm-hmm. so they're saying like you're feeling like in anger and frustration from a youth that is going to be wiped out And they had no say over it, right? Yeah. So the game feels like it has, like, a a Sonic Youth, Jet Set Radio, like, a lot of, like, these touchstones for, like, angry uh, youth that doesn't know how to help. You know what I'm saying? And it's, like, it just is such a beautiful, profound game. And without saying one word of dialogue, I think it's something really, really special. Um, the soundtrack is the best of the year. It's amazing. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, and the way... I want you guys to look up what this game looks like because it's really, really interesting. It's it's like a...
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it like low-poly
0: 3D models. Um, but it's very striking. And the way that they use... Uh, their environments, and the colors. It's its a super unique thing. Uh, I think it took me about three hours to complete the main story. It's not very long, three, four hours. Um, if you want to do some of the bonus objectives, I guess what I didn't mention, which to me is secondary to the game, mm-hmm. is there are a bunch of bonus objectives that you have to complete within 10 minutes. So oh. it's like there are these little hidden... Uh, you know um, what do you call it? Like the little tubes with, with photo reels in them. Um, those are hidden all over. Oh, film, film canisters. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're like little hidden film canisters in every level. Um, there are, there's like a postcard that if you can recreate the photo of the postcard, that's one of your bonus objectives. And so you have to do all those bonus objectives and then deliver the package within 10 minutes. Okay. That feels I know I mentioned Tony Hawk before, but it feels like a Tony Hawk style thing of like all right, I'm learning every time I go and then I'm going to go through and have this perfect run, right? Yeah. To me, that's not what this game is about. Like that's a fun side thing because I like taking photos in this world, like I think it's cool. Right. Um but to me that is not what th- this game is about, this narrative and seeing the different like communities and how they're reacting to this and and all the the environmental storytelling and stuff um, right
1: yeah i mean i could see how those side mission well if you want to call them side missions or extra yeah. stuff definitely takes a back seat when you're talking about a narrative and,
0: is and i would highly yeah. recommend if anyone plays this game highly recommend go through the levels and just take your time and complete the main objectives the first time do not mm-hmm. try to, cause there's a timer the whole time because you have to do the bonus objectives within 10 minutes. Do Ignore that. Please ignore that. Yeah. The first time through. And then if you want to go back and try to do it, then go for it. But experiencing this game at your own pace where you can kind of pick through everything and look at the environments and, you know, take really interesting photos, honestly, because I really found that the, the photography aspect of this game is, is super enjoyable. And like, you know, framing certain groups of people behind different, uh, like, you know, graffiti or artwork or whatever. It, it just is very rewarding in a way that it made me want to take photos that weren't on my, like, list of objectives, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And that's is kind it, of- Kind yeah.
1: of sounds, or kind of reminds me a little, you know, like, you have to make a forced perspective in the witness with certain stuff, you know, like-
0: Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely doing stuff like that for the objectives. But I'm saying yeah. for, for them to f- make me, somebody who knows nothing about photography, take photos that aren't part of your objective list is yeah. kind of like all that needs to be said for recommendation for this game because it's like... That It intriguing. really is like that cool of a world. Uh-huh. And I cannot emphasize enough how the environments and what you're doing and the music come together in such a cohesive way that it's just, it's such a special experience.
1: Now, are you, it's a first-person
0: game? First-person game, first-person platforming.
1: Okay, are you looking through the lens of the camera the
0: whole time? No, nope. Okay. You have, you see the camera in, like, the bottom right of the frame, you know, bobbing as you're walking, and then you right-click to, like, pull the camera up to your face, and then you're looking through the lens. Okay, cool. Yeah, and there, you know, you unlock different lenses as you go through so like you have the telescopic lens which is really far you have a um a fisheye lens if you got to get a lot of things in one shot you know Mm -hmm. um so playing the game it's in and of itself is fun i think the platforming is janky um you know this is clearly this is a capital i indie game this is not like your (laughs) your typical like you know we had mentioned before your. Um, if found your murder by you know those are like polished you know this game's not very polished but I think that kind of adds to its themes and tone like I Mm -hmm. like the way that this game is I wouldn't want it to feel or look different Um, but definitely going into the game you need to know that it's All definitely right. janky, you know, like there's a there's a you know, space bar to jump and it's like the jump feels weird and there's a double jump and it it, it it's not you're not playing it for that reason. So it for me It sounds kind
1: of like uh yeah. sorry, it sounds kind of like whoever made it. It's 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 almost like it's their first game and they made it because they had something to say and yeah, I wonder I like
0: I would <laughs> like to see an interview with the developers. I'm sure it's out there and I just haven't seen it, but I I am very curious about this game and how it came to be because I, th- I it feels like this is in a similar way to what i'm talking about If found it feels like a very personal game with like some some anger that these you know that these people are having for how we're treating climate change to begin with you know and and i i'm telling you that they, they, they do just such an excellent job messaging what they what they want to get across and I, it's it's just a very striking game in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and the way the story progresses with no dialogue is is like masterful.
1: I love uh, the tagline right here. I, I just googled it. Umurangi Generation is a first-person photography game in the shitty future.
0: Yeah, it's a <laughs> shitty <laughs> shitty future. <laughs> um, funny. it's it's really really great. I I really before before game of the year time comes around, I'd love for you guys to give it a try. Yeah. It what definitely that again, bud? It's only on PC, and it probably only ever will be on PC. I don't think it's a very popular, you know, mainstream game. Um, right. But it's excellent. Uh, I'm
1: definitely, uh, I'm definitely down to check that one out for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And I'm the telling music. you, man, the music, yeah? it
1: is really good. Well, in a game with no dialogue, you would, you, you got to supplement.
0: Oh, it's great! It's so good. <laughs> um, all right, last game on my list. Another one that I fell in love with. Um, Signs of the Sojourner. Mm. This is a game. Okay, so it's it's a hard game to explain, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try anyway. It is a game about communities and how we communicate with each other and how that changes. This is like a very uh, like philosophical discussion that I'm starting with, which is a bad decision, but I'm going with it anyway. Okay. But it's, it's a game about how we meet new people and new types of people and change the way that we think and speak to each other. And then... It wants you to reckon with the idea of going back to your old friends and them not understanding you because you've changed. And it does this in a way that I've never seen a game's mechanics and themes be more cohesive ever in any game. It is This game is special in so many different ways but i have never seen the, the the actual gameplay is it's basically a conver, like it's a conversation card game so you start out with cards that have two symbols on them uh, a circle and a triangle okay and what mm-hmm. you're doing is you're putting a card down and it could be once so think of a card on the left hand side there's a circle on the right hand side there's another circle right okay If you put down that card, the next person that you're having this conversation with needs to put down a card that has a circle on the left in order to connect it to that card because my card had a circle on the right.
1: Like a domino sort of thing.
0: Yes. But on the right-hand side of their card, it could be a triangle. Yeah. So if they put down a circle and a triangle, my next card needs to have a triangle on the left-hand side and then it could be a triangle on the right or a circle on the right. And And this is just a continued dialogue? so there's a picture a window at the top that you're putting these cards into and for each person depending on your relationship with them you need to get a certain amount of cards chained together in order to complete that portion of the conversation so like with your best friend Elias who you you grew up with his you only need to get link four cards together the max is six right so your conversations with him are inherently easier you guys know each other so well right it's like you're you don't need you don't need to put all these you know things down you're reading each other as you're going so each dialogue you know this is like the quote-unquote gameplay uh each dialogue string has a certain number of white conversation boxes and a certain number of black conversation boxes if mm-hmm. you fail the chain, if you put a wrong symbol down, because what ha- what's happening is you have a deck, basically. It's 10 cards. And you can only hold five cards in your hand at once. So say you draw a bunch of triangles. You don't have a lot of circles. If he puts a card that has a circle on the right and you only have a triangle, you have to play it. When you play it, it like goes, and he has like a little thing to say like, okay, I don't think you're understanding me here or whatever. <laughs> and then you start back at the beginning of that chain with the last card you put down that then marks off one of the black text box symbols. If you get the max, you know, so for Elias, let's say there's three white text boxes and three black text boxes. So in order to complete the conversation, you need to have three good strings of dialogue. Okay. If you get three bad before you get three good, you've, you know, quote unquote, fail that dialogue and you don't, you know that may have uh, gameplay implications, or it may just have personal implications for you and that character. All right. So, so if
1: you fail the dialogue, you can continue the story. Still, it's just absolutely yeah. That's all a right, major so part of this best. game.
0: Okay. You're continuing the story, but you may have you may have missed. Oh, they told you about this road between these two towns.
2: Oh, uh, so you miss
0: certain like story beats. And not only that, sometimes you don't miss anything, but your relationship changes with that person. And then next time you see them, they now you need five cards instead of four to do a dialogue string. Oh. Little things like that. And I'm telling you that this game is so special. And there is, I have never experienced something like this where. You slowly come to realize... So this was my first experience with this game and and it's going to be different for everyone that's listening to this because you're going and knowing this, but I have to tell you, you start to realize you are not trying to win every conversation, quote unquote, win every conversation. If -hmm. you were talking to somebody that you don't like, you should fail that on purpose because what Mm -hmm. you're doing is you're making a friend out of that person. And Mm -hmm. it is so interesting to consider that because... I, you know, quote unquote, won a conversation with this person. That's, that's like notoriously a thief. And she ended up stealing an item literally out of my inventory and left. So like, I shouldn't, shouldn't have gave her the time of day, but she, we were, we were talking back and forth. She was sweet talking to me and she picked my pocket, you know? Wow. So it's like, and that's just one small example. There's another example would be in your hometown or in your mom's hometown. So kind of the crux of this game, it starts you off. This isn't a spoiler because it's the very beginning. Um, You have a small dialogue thing with you and Elias as little kids. And it's like a tutorial, basically. And then it jumps ahead 10 years. And your mom had just passed away. And you are her daughter. um, And you are basically trying to take up the reins of I have to now run my mother's shop in this small town. And the way that we get items to fill the the shelves of this shop is by going on this caravan to different towns, meeting people, trading, and getting items to bring home, right? So first of all, the game's sense of community and place is completely unrivaled in any (laughs) game I've played. Like, it is ridiculous (laughs) how... This game feels like a group of communities and you, you feel as there's so much to talk about, but characters in the game move from town to town on their own. So like you might meet someone in one town and you talk to them and convince or talk to them and they're like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to this town and then they'll be in that town next time. So if you want to go see them again and talk to them, you have to go to that other town. Um, But so you are, basically trying to fill your shelves and, and take, take the reins of where your mom left off. Um, but your mom's relationships with people affect how people feel about you as her daughter. So, Mm -hmm. so you're constantly meeting people that are like, Oh man, I knew your mom. She was such a great woman, blah, 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 whatever. And you're learning things about her that you never knew because she was constantly on the road in order to keep the shop afloat to keep, you know, food on your plates. Um, There are, there are big time, Uh, like this, this world is pretty like destitute. Like there's, there are definitely wealthy cities and there are poor cities and most of them are poor cities. Hmm. And so you're, you're seeing a lot of people that are, you know, in need of help or in need of, Hey, I really need you to buy this from me because. I I need to. I'm not going to be able to buy food if you don't buy this from me. Whatever, and the emotional investment you you gain with these characters is so strong. Uh, I I I really I'm having a hard time because there are so many things going on. I'm having a hard time like hammering down one particular thing that I love about this game because I really have a, a personal attachment to this game like big time. Like I it just got me sounds
2: uh-huh. amazing everything about it just and i
0: sounds- have to i want to really emphasize to you i mentioned in the, in the first place this is a game about meeting other people and changing right right so in your little area near your hometown everyone uses triangles and circles because they're all kind of in their own bubble they know each other they go town to town when you go to the far end of the map these people have squares triangles, uh, diamonds Uh, little squigglies and and they all have different meanings like the circle is like empathy and understanding the triangle is like logic and reason and and they all so like you you go to a major city these people use the squares which are like force and and like uh, not bullying really but it's like it's like you know businessmen negotiating right right every time you complete a, a conversation you gain one of the cards that the other person had and you okay. have to take that card and you have to lose one of your old cards. And it gives you a choice of three and you can replace them with any of your own cards. So if you spend a lot of time and, and each of these caravan trips are like 50 days or whatever, so it'll take you, you know, seven days to get to a faraway city and then you spend time there and whatever, and you have to get back to your hometown within 50 days. Um, so say I go to a faraway city and I want to spend time there. I now have eight out of my 10 cards have something to do with a square, right? Right. I go back to talk to Elias and I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't get you the thing you needed. And also I'm failing this conversation because all he has is circles and triangles and I'm out of that. And he's literally saying like, what is up with you? Like, you seem so different. Like you've changed. I don't know why you're acting like this. And that hit me in a way that it was so strong and that's why i'm trying to emphasize like the the marrying of actual mechanics with what they're trying to do in the game like story wise mm-hmm. is like honestly one of the most like profound things i've ever seen like it is so strong in that hammering home of like you are out on the road for a long period of time you come home to your friends that only know your hometown you're, you're you you kind of you're like acting like you're this worldly person and they're like what are you doing like you know like you're, you don't seem like who you normally are and it's <laughs> so good really? like i cannot tell you this really hit me in a way that that was really really something um and and just the way it works i mean i started playing the game like i wanted to win every conversation and and i upset a lot of people by saying like man like you shouldn't be friends with her. Like, she, you know what she wants. She, she's only looking out for money. Like, she doesn't care about the community that's around yeah. us.
2: It's like so cool. Though. It is. I, I love that.
0: I'm telling you, this is like really, really a special game. And it's se- severely overlooked. It came out May 14th. I, I looked up reviews. It's like sevens across the board pretty much. And a lot of the complaints are when you, the, the longer you're out on the road, you get like a fatigue card every seven days or so where it goes, it gets mixed into your deck and it has no symbols. So if you play it, you're going to fail that string.
2: Hmm.
0: But the thing about that is it completely works narratively, narratively for me. So I don't feel frustrated at all. I feel like, i get it like like i feel like the people that are reviewing this game and saying oh man i love this game but it was so frustrating to fail all these conversations because of fatigue and it's like no dude like i fucking love that about this game like i really (laughs) feel like you're missing the point um and and i don't mean to like disparage anybody's opinion but this game is so cohesive in like what it's going for and what it does. And and I got to say the writing across the board is fantastic. There's great humor. There's really, really heartfelt moments and, and things happen like random events happen and random people like change where they are and do stuff. Like I had a a person like die, like a a friend on my fourth trip out, they were having like a funeral for her when I got there. And I was like, what? Like this is one of my closest friends and she's just gone. And it, it is because you are spending time and, and like getting yourself in with these individual communities, it feels like you're a part of their world. And when, when it, when their world starts to change, like it, you feel it. And, and I'm the thing that I want to say too. a big thing that I want to say is each town. So the music and the way everything looks and the characters that are in the town have such distinct feels like this is a game that is really trying to emphasize like these different communities feel different and they look different. And the the people have different wants and needs and, and you are choosing what you want to, you are not going to play this game and make friends with everyone. It's impossible. And that's the beauty of it. Like, it, it, it wants you to grapple with, this is my community that I want to help and try to get to the bottom of their secrets and see how they interacted with my mom and whatever. Like, that's it, man. Like, there is no like winning this game it's like you're going through and you're having an experience like i beat this game and immediately started it up again because i'm like now i want to focus on this little section and like just <laughs> yeah. try to en- engross myself in that world and it's totally different the second time like the, i met a character that i hadn't even met in that first game and it's like it's it's just really i'm telling This game is in my brain in a way that few games get in my brain. And I just absolutely adore it.
1: It sounds like it. I could hear it in the way you speak. It's it's so exciting. I'm telling you.
0: (laughs) I have never experienced something where like the conversations feel like conversations. And it's like when you don't have the right card to play, it makes sense. It's like, I can't really relate to you on this one when they're like saying what they're saying. Like it's, it's just... So, so smartly done, and I I just I can't get over this game. I love it. What platform is
2: that for, Dan?
0: I want to look. I know I'm playing it on PC, um, but I'd like to look it up and see if it's on anything that's else.
1: Signs of the Sojourner, right? Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch.
0: Oh, God. It's out right and now really? on the Switch?
1: And my, Well, that's what it says. It says platforms, Nintendo Switch, Microsoft Windows, oh, Mac OS. God.
0: Yeah, this would be a great Switch game. Um and I I this gets the highest recommendation for me. This is this is like possibly like this is one of my favorite games of the year. Like definitely, wow. I I really really love it. And and I want you to go into it because I was getting frustrated until it clicked for me. Like I was getting frustrated with the fatigue. I understood what these people were saying, but then it clicked, and I was like, that's not what we're doing here. We're not trying to win every single one of these conversations. You're picking who you want to be friends with, who you want to spend time with yeah, and you are living in this world, you know what I'm saying like you're not this is not I want to check off every you know I want to hear what every person has to say. That's not yeah. what this is Well, it's
1: literally picking and choosing your quote unquote battles you know like
0: it's it's so special. I'm telling I, this came out of nowhere for me because I remember it came out. And I remember looking at it and seeing the reviews and being like, oh, I'll I'll see if I get around to it. Um, And what I'm going to mention after, you know, I'm pretty much done talking about it for now, but um, this is part of the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality that they put out. And Mm -hmm. I'll kind of segue right into that. There's a bundle out on itch $5 minimum donation all money goes to black lives matter and, and a couple other, um, uh, black community. Um, what do you call it? Like charities. And, right. um, it has 1500 games. Oh, um, wow. For $5. It's a great cause. And, and I'm going to list some of the higher known games that are a part of this pyre celeste night in the woods. Um, what else what else i
1: mean that that that's a selling point right there but you got to understand like (laughs) this this is
0: it's ridiculous that uh, minute is in there um super hexagon um glitterman grove like i said signs of the sojourner is in there which is like one of my favorite games of the year maybe maybe one of my favorite games like and it's a five dollar minimum donation i i donated like 20 bucks or something but it literally has all of this and it's for a great cause. And it's just, I I don't know if there will ever be a better deal it, ever. And you're donating, like I just can't oh, yeah, recommend yes, that so. enough. Yeah, uh, right. this bundle is such a, a special thing where everyone came together and and put out. And you know, there's so many hidden gems in there from, from games you've never even heard of. Like this is, if you have a, a PC, that, that you know most of these games they could run on anything you know it's, it's a lot of small indie games um and i just i just think it's a really really important cause and a really special uh bundle for everyone to to be able to donate to yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so i wanted to mention that before jumping into the playstation 5 showcase I know. Uh, I just spent, or <laughs> just spent the last twenty minutes talking about a game I love. Uh, we're already an hour and twenty in, uh, and now we're about to get into the PlayStation Five showcase. So this is going to be a big episode. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I just can't stop thinking about Signs of the Sojourner. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump in. Again, there's new. If it's for the Switch, there's no excuse. There's, there's no excuse. It. There's no excuse. I'm just. I'm just telling you this um, like that my final thought on it. I just want to say it is special in, in a, in a deeply like personal, like this game immediately goes on. Like it's a game that I will be thinking about for a very long time because, and I've, you know, my first run was at five, six hours maybe to play through and I immediately jumped right back in, and it just, just blew me away. I, I really, really love this thing. Um, but anyway, let's move forward. PlayStation 5 Showcase, very exciting time for video Games. Um, so I basically made a list of everything in order that it was shown on our screens. This was streamed out by PlayStation. Uh, this is basically their substitute for the E3 that is not happening. Uh, I will mention at the top uh, two things I did not include on this list because I don't care much about them. The first thing they showed was a GTA 5, uh, you know, up to, coming to PS4, expanded, whatever the fuck. Here's more heists. Don't yeah. care. Uh, second thing that I don't care about, NBA 2K21 was a part of this showcase. I get why they did it. But in a, in a showcase full of exciting games, we're not going to talk about 2K21. All so, Right. Those are the two, so let's jump right in. This is chronological, not including those two. First thing, teaser for Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Out this holiday, which probably means launch. As we move forward, you'll see other games that say holiday 2020. That means launch, if we we had to guess. Uh, I initially wrote, I'll be interested to see if it's a full-fledged sequel or more of an Uncharted Lost Legacy infamous First Light style budget game. First update I wrote here Sony clarified with IGN that this is an expansion coming with a PS5 remaster of Spider Man. Then, second update Jason Schreier confirms it is, in fact, a standalone experience in the vein of Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, well, hey. Which well,
1: makes the most sense, you know.
0: Glad to hear that. That makes a lot of sense. But what the hell? <laughs> who, who at Sony PR decided to go out and say, uh, this is an expansion within the original game, and the original game's coming as a PS5 remaster. Yeah. <laughs> and then Insomniac comes out and is like, wait, like, that's not true. <laughs> like, you're wrong.
1: Yeah. It um, seems like there was so much excitement about it that uh, somebody was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, what we were going to do. It's like, <laughs> <So> no, no, <okay>. no. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird.
0: But very excited to play as Miles, uh, especially yeah. with Into the Spider Verse being the best superhero movie of all time um it just gets me very excited uh for that i'm a little bummed out to be honest that the full sequel is not a miles morales game and it seems like they're relegating him to like this side game
2: it's like a standalone miles morales is the best spider-man ever definitely well
0: did you i can't
1: remember was it part of when you played as miles was it part of the original game or no? yeah now? yeah it was part of the original yeah, game. Yeah, right? there was the yep.
3: little sections you had with him. Because it was
1: also, I believe you get to play him again in the expansions yes. um, that yeah. they did, the City Never Sleeps uh, expansions. Because you weren't Spider-Man, but you were like him training and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and
0: uh, the thing that I'll say is, I mean, yeah, I kind of assumed that the next main game was going to be like you and him. Miles. Yeah. I figured it was going to be like, Peter and Miles like working together, kind of like a he's ushering him in as the next Spider-Man, right? Right.
2: Well, I thought, especially the way that the uh, Insomniac Spider-Man ended. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, who knows? I mean, we this. I think the reason we're seeing this as soon as we are, and it being yes. not being a full-fledged sequel is it's a fantastic selling point for the PS5. You know, yeah. like you throw this. I think the Spider-Man bundled with the PS4 was one of their highest-selling bundles you know Yep. so to throw the next expansion on with the ps5 it just makes sense
0: it makes total um, sense i'm yeah. super excited for the game i have all confidence that it's going to be great i love that first game uh, if this is more of that but you're playing as miles i'm all in i love it right. i i am personally a little bit if the sequel comes out and it's not about miles morales i'm a little upset that they're putting him in the in the backseat as like an expansion type of game Run. You know, personally, that's that's my take on it. I think Miles is a much more interesting character than than Peter ever was. So, like, I would love that to be the direction that they go on it. But uh, time will tell with that. Uh, regardless, very excited for that coming out at launch. That's really really cool. Um, and again, we're assu- I want to say the top. We're assuming a lot. We're assuming Holiday twenty twenty means launch. I I think that's a pretty safe yeah, assumption. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just want to say it um so yeah i'm i'm pretty stoked on this uh i think that was a cool surprise that i definitely didn't expect so soon
1: yeah Um, definitely and especially at the top of the event like that like yeah it was neat essentially
0: Um, the first thing we saw yeah i'm pretty pretty pleased uh seeing that for sure uh next we had gran turismo 7 um announced shown gameplay uh, they did not show a release date, so safe to assume probably not a launch title like like it was rumored. Mm. Um, I know we're not the biggest, you know, not not that we don't like any driving games, but uh,
2: it know, looks beautiful.
0: It, it looks, looks beautiful. I, yeah. you know, I'm sure it'll be a good, a really good one of these. It's just hard for me to get like very excited about it because right. it's not really. And it my it thing.
1: seems like they went all in on the immersive sim of first person driving you know like we didn't really see driving outside the vehicle like you would in your regular Gran Turismo
0: I would say they definitely will allow you to do either oh Um, yeah they wanted to show the cockpit I think because they had those cool shadows coming through of like the windshield wipers and stuff and that's that's really not something that we've seen in driving games like Mm -hmm. the the level of detail on the on the shadows um so yeah, Gran Turismo Seven looks beautiful. It's it's cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and 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 I'm gonna go through these. If you guys have anything to say, please stop me. Don't let me just keep going. Of course. Um, next we have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I could talk, talk for days. <laughs> announced.
2: When I saw that, I was like, oh my god. Please. Announced.
0: Gameplay shown. Looks amazing. No release date yet. And a uh, uh, nice stinger at the end, we have our uh, Ratchet.
1: Yeah, which there uh, has been nicknamed across the internet as Sprocket.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I so, I prefer Ratchet that I came <laughs> up with.
1: <laughs> so there's, there's, there's a ton of stuff immediately to say, which is crazy. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, off the bat, beautiful two-minute trailer followed by a beautiful two-minute gameplay yeah. uh, trailer. Yep. With uh, a lot of stuff. And I think the main purpose here was to show off
0: the no load times,
1: the no load times. The fact that you're literally jumping from world to world and an entire world is loaded in the blink of an eye, you know, like they're definitely showing off the system.
0: Oh, yeah. This game almost looks like it was built to show off the system. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like the whole like idea of the way that they like kind of throw the whip into and like pull the level towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah,
1: it's definitely showing off uh, the system. Yeah, afterwards.
0: and and Ratchet's always been big on like tons of particle effects, tons of like smoke and and yeah. this this one was obviously really well rendered and beautiful. I mean that that 2016 Ratchet is so fucking gorgeous still.
1: Oh yeah, and this obviously they're they're basing the character design and everything off of what they started there. Yep. Um, and and basically just playing off the whole, hey, we're gonna make a Pixar movie playable sort yep. of uh, vibe, yeah. which is great. And as far as the, the the thing as far as story goes, everybody's been speculating like the biggest thing uh, over the past four years is are they going to continue the story that we had, like the original story, which. The last game we got was in 2013, which was Into the Nexus, mm-hmm. as far as the the mainline story. And so then with, the last, uh, what happened?
2: That's what I was going to ask. When the last original story was, so it was 2013, mm-hmm.
1: and it came in the uh, the form of a thirty dollars basically expansion game. Yeah. The the last full fledged game we got was a Crack in Time, and that was
0: 2009. Yeah.
3: Ah. Um,
1: Followed by a bunch of little tiny games, Full Frontal Assault, uh, All for One, and then Into the Nexus, which was a continuation of the story, but a very small one that almost seemed like a side story. Yeah. So one when they did the 2016 remake of the first game, which was just to accompany the uh, movie that came out at the same time, yeah. everybody was questioning, what do we do now? Are they going to remake the second game, or are they going to go back and continue the storyline that we all know? Or yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or
0: are they going to take from like continue on from that first game remake that they did in 2016 and yeah. just start new stories from there? You know yeah, so it was like nobody, and
1: it's still kind of not apparent. You it's know, not, Here, yeah. here's the thing when when you watch the game the the trailer, and I noticed this on my first watching of it too, and I went back and just to clarify. There's there's a part where they're jumping through everything on the back of a dragon and um they you like go through this cityscape and in the cityscape is a picture of what is called the protopet. Now the protopet is an enemy from the second game mm-hmm. back on the PS2 which there was no remake or anything like that and you also see a megacorp mm. sign which is the company that was all over the second I'm already
0: game. theorizing.
1: Yeah, so it's it's all over the place, and I think we're gonna have a, a thing where these dimensions are gonna be everything, game games, yeah, all over the That's place. That's what so I was it, thinking. It's very interesting to see, yeah. you know. So, it was actually funny because one of the biggest um things that people have been saying is when they do fly through that part, it is eerily similar to the Haven City of Jack 2 from really? the Jack and Baxter series, like the cityscape is very similar so everybody was like oh my god are they doing a crossover no no we're, we're not getting that
0: so i would be shocked yeah
1: <laughs> although it's been but pretty that funny, could be a but... funny
0: gag of them getting in there and looking at jack and daxter and then they look at each other and then they keep, move on you know what i'm saying it would
1: be incredible i, I mean could they totally see them movie. doing that
0: <laughs> i could totally see them doing that yeah
1: if you actually go and play jack Two, there's a picture of ratchet and clank in the inner city somewhere oh that's I'll funny know and same with ratchet and clank too. there's a picture of jack and daxter on their tv screen somewhere so the, these that these are friendly stuff. companies you know yeah um but yeah so i'm super stoked obviously we're getting this new character which the other part of that is is she a new like playable is, is character? She, well i think she will be i do think she's going to be a playable character but the biggest thing is with these dimensions is she just Ratchet from a different right. dimension, or right.
0: is she a, a Lombax? You know, different Lombax. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was thinking that too, like because obviously we saw Clank falling into that other dimension, separate from Ratchet, and right. that's when we see her. And is it like, hmm, you are Ratchet, but you never, but it's a different like timeline, yeah. like different, you know, like things happen differently. Exactly. So, or it, or are they going to end up meeting up with Ratchet?
1: What I'm hoping, I mean, from the name, we have Rift apart. Um yeah. so similar to a crack in time where Clank was doing his own thing, Ratchet right. was doing his own thing, I yeah. think we're gonna see something like that at I think least you're right. for a portion. Yeah. And I think Clank's gonna I think this is a very early thing we saw, and Clank's gonna jump on this girl's back and we're gonna play as her while Ratchet's that's doing a cool his own idea. thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I would love that I think.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. But time will time will tell. Yeah, a lot to go off. You know what's interesting? So they didn't put a release date or anything. Right. It's been four years since that remake.
1: Yeah, and we know that Insomniac is split, especially since being acquired, which makes sense uh, now, obviously, with the announcement of Spider-Man.
0: So what I'm interested in is, I, I mean, we could go back and listen to our our uh, our, uh, what do we call them predictions. Um, but I really think that this still could be a launch game and they're just holding it for a later date to get everyone hyped. I believe so too. It definitely is not, you know, I'm not saying that's a definite, but I think the timeline works out where this could definitely be a launch game.
1: Yeah, I I for sure, I wasn't surprised to see uh this be announced at this event i was hoping for but of course i'm not i'm not surprised because i i made a prediction on that but i i agree with you i think it could very well be a launch game
0: yeah which would be so cool if we get the ratchet game and miles morales at launch along with some of these indie games i mean that's that's pretty big oh yeah launch lineups are usually really fucking bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh but we'll see i mean this is it's a lot of wishful thinking but right Cool. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Very excited for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Next we have Project Athia. Square Enix, third-person fantasy action game. Um, Looked interesting. Also looked like it will probably be out in five years. Um, I saw afterwards, apparently Gary Witta, who, if you don't know who Gary Witta is, he wrote Rogue One. Um, He... He was a video games journalist back in the day for a long time. Um, And apparently he is leading a writing team for this game. And he said it's comprised of big names in various disciplines, including movies, TV. Um, He said even... um, What's it called? He basically was saying... Oh, comics! He said he's got big names writing on this game from all different disciplines to make this this unique world. Is kind of how he phrased it. Which suddenly I'm much more excited. Yeah, <laughs> because Gary Wood is an excellent writer, and uh, and if he like handpicked the writers' room for this Square Enix game, which I don't know how the fuck any of that happens. That's so insane to me. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Um, I will also mention that. Rumors are going around that all the all the leaks that journalists knew about uh, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen that was in development kind of line up with what this looks like. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people are saying this at one point was Final Fantasy sixteen, so it still could be. Right. And they're just you know figuring it out, or it could be, hey, we're not going to make this Final Fantasy, but we still want to make this a game. So here's Project Eight. Right. Well, it
1: makes. I mean. The fact that you say it could because at the end it says Project Athia working title, right? You know, so it's like it might. That's what I'm saying. It definitely could
0: actually be Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And it even said, didn't it say at the end of this one? I think it said um, designed specifically for PS5.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I wanna I wanna call that out. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we doing this again? I said it last time. I'm saying it again. Why are we doing this misleading shit when you're saying? designed specifically for playstation 5 what you're saying is (laughs) that's not a a um that's not an exclusive and you're making it sound like it is an exclusive and it's just so frustrating um but anyway i don't want to this is an event that really really a lot of great stuff came out of so i don't want to harp on any negatives Right, right right um but yeah so project athea i mean it looks beautiful it looks interesting i like a lot of the enemy design that dragon with the glowing chest i liked a lot mm-hmm. it, it looked like cool the,
1: the the environment like i know we saw that environment um showing like maybe a month ago from them and it yeah. looks like it's immediately put into place with this yep. game you know yep. like it's it's gorgeous the way she's jumping from rock it is yeah. the platform looks, you you looks
0: cool yeah the movement looks awesome. good
1: um, um I, I, you so you did mention final fantasy is final fantasy a game that has been launch titles in the past with playstation yeah, that i don't know i'm curious no 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 okay all right
0: no never actually
1: i just know uh all right
0: i'm curious about what? eight eight's the only one i would have to look up when that came out
1: yeah because i know a, like that 10 was your
0: first one right
1: yeah because PS2 like ten, I think, was the first PS2 Final Fantasy. Yeah. Right.
0: Eight was yeah. You're right. I guess. Well, no, nine was on PS2.
1: Oh, it was. All right.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna look it up quick. Um, but, but um, no. But I'm looking at this game, Shelby, and I'm being honest with you. This game is it, not even close.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is not. Gonna no, be really I much. I hope it's not. Even, yeah. even though I'm finally getting into Final Fantasies because I want. I love new IPs. Um. Especially ones that look like this where it's it looks like a three D action platformer. That's my shiz. Yeah. Like I'm in. Right. Um and enemy design looks fantastic. And uh yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this one. And uh we'll cool. see what
0: happens. Yeah, me too. So I was definitely dead wrong. You're right, Dan. Um eight came out on PlayStation one and mm-hmm. so did nine. Oh, all right. Uh-huh.
1: So so ten was a PlayStation ten 2. was a
0: PlayStation two game, but it was not at launch. Did what? Um,
1: did PlayStation four only get fifteen or fourteen and fifteen? And
0: yeah, uh, yeah, thirteen was PS three. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, fifteen and I guess fourteen, yeah, but fourteen's on a lot of stuff. Right. 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 Um, all right. So moving on next next game. Unless anyone has anything to add about Athea. Um no. next game is Stray. Uh cute little cat with a backpack walking around this uh cyberpunk world where all the humans are gone and it's just robots. Um It's like
1: depressed robots. They oh, yeah. look upset oh, yeah. They're, they're sad alive.
0: robots. This is full <laughs> this is full near level robot depression. Yeah, cuz even um, on the
1: wall I think it said like rest in peace humans or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um on trailer. Um,
0: but the cat looks happy, um, <laughs> strolling around. I it saw Erico
1: yeah. mean with a you know like it was PS5, but they took the five out and it just said pss, 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 <laughs> next to the cat. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it looks nice. Uh, we haven't obviously there was no gameplay. This was just like kind of a cinematic trailer. Right. Uh, they said it's out 2021, mm-hmm. and uh, that's about all we know about Stray.
1: Yeah, like uh, I guess we're playing as the cat. I would obviously. assume, yeah. But it was like a messenger cat. He was wearing a backpack.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very. I mean, I'm definitely curious about the game, but but until we see yeah. gameplay, nothing, nothing yeah, like too can't hyped on really. anything. I
2: thought it I'd be, what that? That? be like he might just be a school simulator. You never know. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. a it's My a theory. it's a visual novel about cat high school. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> um, right. that's funny. I thought next. it was funny with um, oh, yeah,
1: what's it called the uh, like it was made to look like a barber shop, but he was like tightening the
0: yeah. bolts on one yep, of the yep. robot like, was tightening the bolt on up. the other one's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that, that. was funny. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely, there there are things that I like about that trailer. We just don't know anything about it, so it's hard, right. you know. Right. Um, next, we have Returnal. The right. dumbest fucking name i've ever heard but it is a housemark game yeah and i really like housemark um this is their first time doing what looks like a third person shooter action game um visually i like the look i like the enemy design uh housemark always has great lasers so the lasers look nice um <laughs> but the interesting thing is the gameplay was a little sus um, In my opinion, yeah. uh, you know, they
1: said it's going to play like a roguelike, correct? That's what I heard.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the, I, I mean, they, they definitely gave that impression based on like yeah. the live, die, repeat style, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Coming yeah. back and, and fighting. I mean, the cinematics look cool. I like the style of everything. You know, I'm a sucker for good sci fi. Mm-hmm. Um, But it looked kind of like, here's the weird thing. So it looked kind of like they, left their style of shooting in and just like moved the camera to behind the back third person mm-hmm. um, which until you play it I cannot tell you if that will be a good thing or not but I love their 2D games I think they play very well I like I mean Resogun is like my favorite arcade shooter ever uh, and then you know Next Machina and Alienation like those games are good I like Housemark a lot. Um, I'm just curious to see their foray into into third-person action like this. Yeah. Uh, no release date yet, um, but I think that's about it for Returnal. God, who thought that was a good idea?
1: Yeah. Um, next. Same guys who named Remnant.
0: Same guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next, we have Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, Announced, shown, um, Sumo Digital is making it, who did uh-huh. Little Big Planet 3 along with a lot of kart racers. They also developed like Disney Infinity. Uh, so they have some experience with platformers like that. Uh, looks a whole lot like Mario 3D World. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it sure looks like that, which is definitely not a complaint. <laughs> uh, I, love I love their that little, game.
1: Uh, Yeah, I love their little. I mean, it was good, obvious that it was something um, odd about it in the beginning of their cinematic trailer, where it's was like, wasn't it like Sackboy dress up as a lion or something mm-hmm. or a tiger? Yeah. And uh, I, I think this is a great idea, honestly, because this is a an IP that did very well, mm-hmm. and Media Molecule has obviously moved on right. to bigger things—not yeah. bigger things, but Dreams is a much expan much more yeah. expansive uh, thing to work on. So to pass it on to sumo studios or sumo digital and continue this in a a way to play with other people without you having to go visit their worlds yes but play together like local co-op that's i think it's great i think it's going to be cool
0: yeah i think it's great too i mean obviously with any platformer it's all about how it feels. So, you know, once we get our hands on it, we'll we'll see if it's good or not. But uh, I'm definitely interested in in a... I, I think it's good to utilize Sackboy. He's he's like the closest thing they have to a mascot. Make a platformer with him. I think that's great. Uh, I like yeah. it a lot.
1: And I do, I do like the fact, and especially we could talk about this as it goes on, that PlayStation wasn't afraid to show off, especially early, games that don't have to look realistic. Like, they're fine yes. with... With playing like Ratchet and Clank is a good example, and there are more games as we go on that play into this as well. That it, we're not just because we're on to the next system, we're not looking for hyperrealism as right. a selling point. And
0: and um, we'll get to this at the end, but I really think, especially in comparison to the Xbox event a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. which was all grim, dark, realistic, yeah. for them to come out with the variety that they came out with, I think is right. a, absolutely crucial thing and they've they nailed it
1: yeah i completely agree and um I, i'm definitely gonna play this it's it it looks fun you know yeah. like, and uh i think playing off their like you said it's closest thing they have to a mascot you know like yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with that no absolutely and, not uh, and uh yeah i'm excited I definitely yeah me too
0: it. no release date on this so we'll see um But it it reminds me... I mean, this seems like something that would be a launch window as well. Um, I don't think that you get a lot of benefit from showing this like a year or two ahead of time, you know? Yep. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Destruction All-Stars was next. Uh, Mm -hmm. Announced, shown, uh, looks like a cartoonish, like demo derby style game, kind of like Rocket League, but without a ball.
1: That's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw it. I think this looks fun. It does look fun, and I think with the popularity of Rocket League, that people like companies are now not afraid to be like, "All right, let's let's make these games that are similar yeah. to this and just see what we can do with it." I mean, the same way that Fortnite blew up, and we have what we have today. Yeah,
0: uh, I just love like I just love the idea of like, hey, here's a fun arcadey multiplayer game and we can sell it like that's what rocket league really did because we haven't from xbox 360 to until rocket league came out on on ps4 Mm -hmm. we didn't have that yeah that's a that's an older style of game of like oh super fun arcadey multiplayer game like that doesn't really happen much anymore and i'm glad that rocket league seems to have opened the door for for games like this
1: yeah, and it kind of scratches an itch of uh, another PlayStation IP, Twisted, Twisted metal. metal. You know, yeah. like, it, it totally uh, fills that in with more hysterical um, and lighthearted gameplay. Yeah, which, like...
0: thank God, because imagine, yeah. imagine <laughs> someone trying to take Twisted Metal seriously nowadays. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it would be crazy. <laughs> now, I was curious, though. In the trailer, they show people running. Like, do you think you get yeah. actually ejected from the vehicle? Right. And you to, like, well, and that's the question,
0: metal? is... <laughs> Are you so? The question is for me. Thinking about gameplay here, are you self ejecting when your when your car is like low HP so that you don't die, right. or are you when the car dies you get ejected automatically and then you have to survive for a certain amount of time until your car comes back?
1: Right. Or even the car doesn't come back and can you survive? And you have to try to survive. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I
3: don't know.
0: Regardless, I think it looks really really cool. I. I you know we we just said it but like man I love that they're showing stuff like this at this kind of event. yes yeah completely
1: and like, again like yeah. again piggybacking off Attack Boy like these this is a looks like a fantastic couch co-op game as well yep. you know absolutely um, online of course I don't know what PlayStation's obsession with naming games all with all stars All-stars in it like what I the know. hell <laughs> <laughs> i
0: was thinking that too
1: <laughs> it almost looks exactly the same as far as like the the, the font the, treatment yeah the font and like the color scheme yeah but uh, i know <laughs>
0: yeah, that's funny. yeah it looks cool no release date yet
1: yeah um yeah but... it looked like the the luchador looking dude in the front you know
0: just look um, cool the way when that fucking yeah. blade pops out of that car and it cuts the other car in half like it's cool oh yeah
1: no, uh, I completely agree. I'm totally I saw someone in.
0: make the joke of like, damn, that car just did its ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, yeah. Destruction All Stars looks looks really neat. Yes, um, for sure. Next, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Announced gameplay shown. Um looks really pretty. Looks like a Pixar movie. Um the interesting thing here for me is it really looks like a throwback to me. Like mm-hmm. it looks like a throwback to like PS2 like action platformer style gameplay completely. Um and this is a this is a new studio, they're new to making games. They I actually looked into them. It's called Ember Labs. They are known for doing like animation for like uh for like companies, like animated commercials. They made like animated short films, stuff like that, um, which is
1: immediately
0: apparent. Very and, uh, apparent. Yeah this this thing looks gorgeous, obviously. Right. Um, but it's cool. I mean, the, the things that jumped out to me with this game is you're controlling these little dark guys that are like uh, you kind of treat them as like Pikmin, where you can like move maneuver them around to do things. Um, yeah. The the one shot that actually got me really interested. Is the, the, I forgot what they actually have a name that they said in there, but these little, these little guys covered an enemy and then you were shooting the guys. They almost made like a hard shell around the enemy. Yeah. And then you were shooting them and that your shot hitting it was like splitting off into three and shooting these flying enemies. Yeah. And so like, are you using them to like change what your abilities are and stuff like that? Like, it looks, looks interesting.
1: It does. It, it definitely looks interesting and it's it's cool to see a small studio or that's starting up at least kinda of give almost like a triple A feel. Um yeah. and look to this game. So Yeah, I can totally interested.
0: see this. I could totally see this being like a forty dollar game that is like a good, you know, like a like a plague tale style of like, hey, it's a triple A looking style game, but it's like a smaller thing and you know
1: right. So what I immediately got like they They only showed one part where I think she was like jumping between platforms, so my immediately my immediate um reaction to that was, okay, it's probably gonna be a very basic platformer yeah. that I maybe hope there's not too much platforming. a lot more on combat and puzzles,
0: yeah, I would love that because that, the look of that platforming i mean yeah it, uh, didn't look very good, yeah, but
1: so we'll i I'm, I'm
0: hopeful for this one, I'm definitely interested to see and that and that's out holiday twenty twenty so that should be launch, yeah, um. Dan, anything? Can it do anything for you?
2: What was that, bud?
0: I said, "Did Kenna Bridge of Spirits do anything for you, or what?"
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying about Plague Tale, and that was a pleasant surprise. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole the whole event, I got very very excited, but then I also got very very overwhelmed. So I think I'll have to uh, you know, I'll have to we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, they definitely were rapid fire. Game, 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 game. Um, The only reason I... You know, me and Shelby seem to be going deep in on it. Is uh, we kind of looked at it a couple times, and uh, you know, read a little bit about each of the games and stuff like yeah. that. So.
2: Yeah, I only you know I got I got the one playthrough, and you know, like you said, that whenever like these events happen, you know, I, I see the the list of games, all the trailers. I make a list, and then you know, I, I try to do like what you guys do and try to go in, and uh, right. try to re- but, uh You know, for We're me.
1: If I wasn't like writing it down at the same time, I would be forgetting some of these probably. You know, like <laughs> right. I'd be like, "Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that one." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's Definitely. a lot. Definitely. Uh well, here's one that I think is right up your alley, Dan. Oh yeah. Go- Goodbye Volcano High.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was announced, shown, uh looks like a story-heavy narrative game in the vein of Night in the Woods. Uh it's about a dinosaur high school, you know, finding yourself, making relationships. Um, they came out and said right away. I mean, I know they're dinosaurs, but um, one of the main characters that was shown in there is a non-binary. Um, it was a really charming trailer. Great music. The art looks gorgeous. It's
2: really cool looking. They're all yeah. They're, it looks like, uh, like was it like an it was like an anime looking sort of thing. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, kinda. It totally um,
1: reminds like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is right up there, alley, Like I yeah. knew night in the woods yeah and and they actually
0: came out and said i read a little blurb about it um they said it's a narrative heavy game with some mini games like sprinkled in and that's (laughs) that's literally night in the woods
1: oh very cool very cool and this is co-op studios
0: or something right yeah co-op co-op yep and they've made visual novels in the past oh all right all right um so you
2: know ever since in the woods and thank you Ruggiero. and it found i mean this this has become my uh my avenue for
0: that's your jam for good storytelling. So yeah. i'm excited um so this one's out 2021 um and the, the interesting thing is it's called goodbye volcano high it's about dinosaurs and in the logo there's a meteor so yeah. i think we know where this is headed <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so guys,
1: don't get attached.
0: Yeah, don't get too attached. I'll cry. (laughs) Uh, No, this one looks really, really good. I'm excited for that. Um, next one, Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, This is a game that was previously announced. Uh, It was shown off a little more detail here. It's a 2D side scroller. Uh, It's it looks like an Abe's Odyssey style game. Um those games are really good. Uh they've never been like a personal favorite of mine, but they are really good games. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. It looks like an Abe's.
1: Yeah. I've uh, always been intrigued by them, but I've never actually um
0: played any. Yeah, they're cool. Abe's Odyssey is a is a really, really good game. Yeah. So and It clear. looks like they're they're definitely going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um next one ghostwire tokyo trailer shown um wow this is not what i thought this game was
2: Uh, you know what i i don't know about you guys i and
0: i might be a little disappointed so it's interesting i'm i'm with you in that the early trailers that we saw i mean we were saying oh this is mikami he's doing a new horror game like that but this it looks fucking cool like the look of the enemies, the look of your abilities, like the stuff that you're doing, like man, that's got a good style to it. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it definitely wasn't what I was expecting, but not mad about it in a in a bad way whatsoever. It's it's an it's an interesting style. Like it almost seems like you don't it's not super explorative. Like it's every every combat scene to me looked like it was in an alleyway that you were kinda like going down right you know so i I was wondering how this story works out if uh if you have like oh because in i remember wasn't there a trailer for it a cinematic trailer where it was like an empty mall yeah. or something. And so it looked like a big explorative space, but in the combat trailer, it didn't seem that way. So I was, I was, interested which is
0: why, it. and that's why I totally understand why Dan would be disappointed because he's like, man, this looked like it was going to be an eerie horror game. You know, you love silent Hill too. You like resident evil games. Like it's that a, seems more like a, yeah. Like a
2: control. Which, which, uh, yeah. Again, I love control. I love control. Please don't, don't get me wrong
0: i just i really liked how colorful and stylized this was it it totally shocked me while it's still going for horror elements like the way some of that stuff like blew up and opened up with all the colors and stuff i I really thought it looked neat
1: yeah it was it was almost like (laughs) uh like dr strange hands movements and stuff like that yeah i know um, it looked like it it was was gestures
0: a lot of people were joking and saying like is this in vr (laughs) and are you doing this stuff (laughs) <laughs> that would um, be cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It, it 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 definitely is not what I expected, but um, I like the trailer personally.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean, we'll just have to see what's going on there because it was uh, I thought the the headless skipping schoolgirl was a little creepy as shit.
0: <laughs> You're right.
1: <laughs> um, it, I did notice it was kind of like repeat um enemies. You know, like we you kind of saw that yes. girl a couple times. Yes. or these? The, the same enemy no, type or I, is it one enemy that we're coming in curious I I am, tell.
0: the thing that i'll say is i like the look of it and i i want to see more before i make up my mind because right I, right right i'm like kind of excited but kind of like i'm not sure how to feel about it so yeah. uh, i definitely want to see more
1: yeah no i agree
0: um next we have jet the far shore yeah. announced and shown From the co-creators of Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. So Super Brothers was like and I know this isn't true but I'm going to say it anyway. This was like the breakthrough indie game. This was like what allowed people to put out you know other games that are like oh these are meditative, emotional you can take your time with an indie game rather than just making an an arcade style thing. Mm -hmm. Um right after that game came out it was a huge hit and the main creator just like was like alright I'm done <laughs> he like retired <laughs> went to a cabin he was done um, so to see that he's back and they're making a new game gets me very excited um, that trailer with the with the music and the way it was pulled out and stuff really reminded me of like interstellar uh, Big big interstellar vibes on this uh, right. And it reminded me a lot of Below, which is oh. a good thing for for me. Um, yeah. And it it uh, it makes sense because Cappy are the people that published Super Brothers: Sword and Sorcery the first time, and they're the ones that made Below. And they they said that a lot of their uh, inspiration was from Super Brothers. So <clears throat> a nice you know perfect circle there. Yeah. Um but yeah Jet the Far Shore uh out Holiday 2020 uh looks neat
1: It definitely does it's got it's got a cool style to it and uh, yeah. I'm interested to see uh, what your objective fully is and stuff like that and how it plays out so uh I'm totally. excited
0: for that one All right next we have Godfall gameplay trailer shown Right it Looks a lot like third person Diablo Style looking thing, you know all the loot, all this and that. I don't know. I don't really care about this game too much. I don't know about you yeah, guys. Yeah,
1: you, you know it's funny? It's like they're trying to play off the fact that they. It's like, oh yeah, upgrade your armor, upgrade your weapons, and so yeah. like, oh, who cares? <laughs> you know, like, know. what is this? Uh, I'm not buying skins here. You know, like it is like anti looter.
0: Right, it's a little bit <laughs> I don't weird. Know and uh, man that trailer was abrasive and that song sucked um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's it's published by gearbox so i'm not surprised uh, they were in your face with loud music um but it's out holiday 2020 so we'll see about that one that one screams 7 out of 10 right. to me yeah that's probably
2: the uh, you already calling it
0: yeah, that screams seven out of ten. Interesting ideas, but you know, yeah, d- doesn't really hit the mark.
1: Who knows? I mean, maybe the combat's a lot of fun, you know, like we'll could see. be, yeah,
0: could Who be. Knows? I'm not it's discounting it, definitely colorful, it. It's just, you know, Like, yeah, I will say, out of all these games, this one's right near the bottom for me. <laughs> um, all right, next Solar Ash, this is the new Heart Machine Games game, the guys that made Hyperlight Drifter. Um, and they decided instead of making, uh, you know, an isometric style game, they want to do a third-person uh, adventure game in the vein of Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the look of it. It looks like it's in the same universe as Hyperlight Drifter. I don't know Very if you guys nice have well. both played that. I um, have, but I
1: know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's um, it it definitely looks like it's it's in that same universe, and I really like Hyperlight drifter a lot um mm-hmm. so i'm i'm all in on solar ash for sure
1: yeah uh, it looks super cool
0: yeah they said out 2021 uh so we will see next we have yeah. hitman 3 surprise announcement did not expect this especially the date being january 2021 yeah um, pretty cool. it looks excellent the continued emphasis on story is such a pleasant surprise because they really do a good job with that stuff. And it's completely overlooked because, you know, obviously they have a great systems driven, uh, you know, kind of murder puzzle environment. Um, Mm -hmm. that's really, really good. But the story, the way that they do this story is so ridiculous, but so engaging. It's like, like teetering on the edge of self-awareness in a way that i fucking love and they're totally going for it
1: about the last one that you played you said um that they finally figured out yeah what these games are
0: exactly they realize that oh these are ridiculous slapstick games and they're going to play into that by being super serious in their cutscenes about the story and i fucking love it um so excited for this uh, I think that's a really quick turnaround, and they're self-publishing for the first time. They're, they're you know, they cut ties with Square Enix, and uh, they bought out the rights to that property. So IO Interactive is self-publishing this one, which makes me very excited. Very cool. Next, we have Astros Playroom announced and shown. It, Looks like it's not VR. It. I don't think so. But it looks um, like it is the same sort of 3D platforming goodness.
1: Definitely. It, and they said it's going to come preloaded.
0: Yeah, so I initially wrote no pre, no release date yet, and then I wrote an update that says uh, yeah. it's four worlds. So it's a four-world platformer taking you through the inside right. of a PS5. So they're saying they're basing the levels and worlds off of like visualizations of the innards of the PlayStation 5, which is a neat idea. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And it will it be pre it will guarantee. be preloaded okay. on every PS5, which yeah. I think is really cool.
1: So much like Astrobot was a a great way to jump in, like a good jumping on point with the VR experience of PlayStation. And in the trailer that they gave, this is going to be like a hey, learn what our new controller is all about, right? You know, like that's definitely yep. what they're what they're looking for. Absolutely, here. And, and
0: they did that with Playroom yeah. too. That's where Astrobot first came. Oh from.
1: yeah, definitely. His
0: playroom, yeah. which came preloaded on all your PS4s, and that mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of showing off different things about the PS4. So, so keeping right. with that theme, but it looks like they're actually making like a like a full fledged platformer in the vein of a AstroBot, which is cool.
1: Yeah, uh, listen, I'm not mad about it. I love definitely. That
0: yeah, AstroBot is <laughs> such a fantastic game.
1: Loved it, so I'm all about it.
0: Uh, all right. Next we have Little Devil Inside, announced yeah, and shown. It. Holy shit! One of the coolest trailers of the entire event, in my opinion.
1: I have to say, second to Ratchet and Clank, this was my second most excited thing.
0: Like, Isn't that I, so cool? The way really? the, the way they like cut it, and the music and stuff, and the way the animation yeah. worked. Like this was a fantastic trailer.
1: Loved it. It reminded me of puppeteer. Remember yeah, puppeteer? Like, absolutely, I, I yeah. had vibes there. Like, I think it, it. They had funny parts in the trailer with the old guy, old guy dropping a deuce. Yep.
0: <laughs> I really, really like this trailer. Um, apparently, this has been kickstarted for like the last five years. Oh. Um, so it's finally coming out. Um, no release date yet um but man i'm i really like the look of this game a lot
2: very cool art style for yeah sure. the
0: art oh, style yeah. and i'm telling you the style that they made that trailer with is is awesome if, if the game has a, a quarter of that i'd be i'd be yeah. so excited so
1: what was your interpretation of of the trailer seeing how it was like it, it was yeah. all action and then it was just the yeah. old guy kind of so what i was thinking like what i came up with is that the old guy like this is a book that he's writing or something or right story i was thinking the same thing telling, you know
0: yeah i actually thought the same thing where yeah. like he's coming up with these ideas and then you're playing through them and
1: one right way or the other it's like him and his house are walking around town and crap like that right. so it's like com- polar opposites as far as the characters and what they're doing right. and uh yeah i'm excited for this it looks really cool
0: yeah uh, it really does a very nice surprise i like this one right it's be- Speaking of nice surprises, Bug Snacks. <laughs> Hell yeah. That song has been <laughs> stuck in my head ever since. Bug Snacks. It has been playing in my head over and over on repeat. This is the new game by Young Horses, uh who made Octodad, which is one of the funniest games ever made, and uh and this looks to be just as funny and ridiculous on par. <laughs> um so I just love everything about this trailer it was so good the way it's like so we get like a like a cartoon walrus uh, with an what a Australian accent like, talking about yeah. how this is a special island where they're, the bugs are snacks, and and they all look <laughs> like different foods, but they're bugs, and you eat them, and they're delicious. So I just like,
1: love that they announce, like, what they, it was like, strawberry, strawberry. And
0: then yeah. You're oh. running back, you like, burger, 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 it burger. It is just <laughs> so funny. They have such a good sense of humor, this, this team, and yeah. seeing this, it gets me so, so excited. Because they haven't put out a game since Octodad, which came out uh, right around the release of the PS4. Oh wow! Um, and this one's coming out at the release of PS5, Holiday 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as gameplay, I mean, the the implications are you are eating different bug snacks in order to transform your body in different ways to, mm-hmm. you know, solve puzzles. Presumably, um, but who knows? I just really, really love the whole style and and music to this one. Like, just incredible.
1: Right. And again, playing with that cartoony stuff, you know, like they're not afraid to to show this stuff off,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Right away. so I mean this I mean you know it was a fantastic trailer, I can't even yeah, you know, they did a great job, definitely uh next, demon Souls remastered it is oh, real,
1: who saw that coming
0: nobody <laughs> <laughs> uh it's real, bluepoint's making it, we called it um, no release date yet, but man. I'm excited
1: Pretty damn good
0: (laughs) looks really really
2: good they're they're remaking it from the bottom so when they say a game is being remade from the bottom up
0: what is that like what they mean mean. is they are starting from scratch right so they mean that if if it's anything like how they did um, Shadow of the Colossus they did it a little bit of both so they kind of took the guts of the game and kind of redid a lot of the stuff. Like they still used some some bones from the actual game. Mm-hmm. So what I think we'll get from Demon Souls is they'll they'll tweak things, they'll change things, and then everything's just gonna look nicer. And it should be you know the exact same areas and everything like that. All right. Um, it's hard to tell until it comes out, but. Regardless, I trust Blue Point. They did such an incredible job with Shadow of the Classes. Oh, for sure. Um, so I just I'm yeah. super well, excited for this.
1: What we got here was a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original trailer. Yes. Um, so it was pretty fun because when it first started, I, I I remember sitting there and I was like, everybody probably knows what this is except for me, and I was like, <laughs> well, that <laughs> I was like, I don't but, remember the original trailer.
0: It's the it's not the original trailer. It's the original. It's this opening cinematic to the game. Oh, 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 so it's All like right. when you are when you launch when you like you know launch the game, that plays that plays okay yeah and You're that first there. that first scene obviously of the the thing flying the dragon flying with the dead body hanging is like very iconic for Demon Souls. Gotcha. Um, and then the screaming giant dragon at the end is is literally the cover art for Demon Souls. Right. It looks incredible. It looks great could not be more excited. A similar situation where I had said in a prediction show, I think Demon Souls Remaster will be a launch game. Mhm. I could see it. They had they didn't put a date on it, but no. I think if it's not launch, I think it'll be early next year. I don't think this game is too far from release.
1: I agree because I feel like we've been hearing about them working on this for a while now.
0: Yes. And the last thing they made was Shadow of the Colossus Shadow that was, that was I think was it was that?
1: 15, 16?
0: No, it was 18.
1: Oh, was it that late? I thought it was early. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with but you it was, on but that. But it, oh.
0: it was January or February 18, right then? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I was actually okay. just looking it up before. It, yep, yeah.
0: yeah, it was beginning of the year 2018 and you assume they just, just started working right away on this. I, that would be three years if it came out, January, February, March next year which is about mm-hmm. right for this, I would think. All right. So, yeah, yeah Demon right. Souls. I know neither of you guys have played it, so it's exciting. I'm super excited.
1: Now right. I'm like, because I, I have the uh, definitive version of Dark Souls, I'm like, should I wait now? Should I wait for Demon
0: Souls? For <laughs> <it?"> <laughs> uh, the, the beauty of those games is they can be played in any order. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, obviously. Right, right, right. Um, but, I mean, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, you can play them in any order. Um so yeah, excited for that one. Um next, Deathloop. We got a it, extensive gameplay trailer. Game continues to look incredible. I really genuinely just cannot wait to play this game. It looks so fucking cool, cool to me.
2: Yeah. Be like a dishonored but different but yet the same cuz I really like right. dishonored. I like
0: Uh-huh. Yep, I'm with you. And the thing that's great so it's out holiday 2020. So launch, Mm -hmm. exclusive to PS5 and PC. But the thing that's crazy about this game and the thing that they did not talk about in this, but I read a large article from Bethesda after. The game is, it's not a roguelike, but it is a game where you have to kill these eight enemies, like main enemies, Mm -hmm. before a certain time. So it's like... You need to kill these enemies before the clock strikes midnight. Otherwise you start over. If you die, you start over. One of the people that are hunting you is this other character and they're a playable character. So it's a mix of AI and actually someone else online playing that character. That's awesome. So this person will be hunting you and it could be another player online. Just hunting you,
1: which is awesome. That's incredible.
0: Or it could be you saying, "I'm going to go into someone else's game and hunt them," and you can do that. And I think that is such a cool thing. If you guys hadn't watched, haven't watched, I mean, you gotta watch this if you haven't. But Clip did a documentary about Arcane, mm-hmm. um, and NoClip does incredible video game documentaries. Um, they did one about Arcane, and and Arcane was making this game called The Crossing, where uh, it was like basically it, it was part multiplayer shooter and part single player like experience and what would happen is like you're playing through a game and then all of a sudden it's like a deathmatch style thing and if you win then you keep moving on through the game um, and they obviously love that idea that game never was able to come out because of different uh, logistical things um, but it looks like they're they're definitely they they're keeping with that idea of mix, you know blending single player and multiplayer um right. and the game is just so stylish so fucking cool that for them to have like dishonored style powers and everything like that and it looks like an arcane game and it's going to have all these cool like immersive sim style storytelling like i just this game I it's hard to be more excited for a game for me than this. This is like so fucking cool.
1: Honestly, it's it's not like the style of game that I I play often, but the trailer was incredible and yeah. like sold me on it. It was it was just done so well like a game almost mixed in with a an older style movie trailer, you know, with the um
0: yeah. They're going like for a, that. Yeah, it was like almost like a noir, you know, yeah. kind
1: of thing. Oh, it was in fantastic
0: yeah i really really love it i'm very excited for it and um it's just when he was fucking loading his gun did you guys see this he just With opens nails? the top of the gun and puts a bunch of nails in there and shuts <laughs> yeah. it it's like <laughs> yes like they really know what they're doing and i mean arcane continues to be like one of my favorite developers time after time they're putting out amazing games so they split right. the studio between arcane austin and arcane Leon now okay uh, they've had the split but it was unofficial games would just come out as arcane um and arcane Leone um is do- making this game uh while arcane austin continues to work on something else which you know could be another Dishonored, could be another prey could be a new thing who knows mm-hmm. um, but i just i love that studio and uh seeing how cool this game looks i'm super excited definitely um Next let's see how do we pronounce this? Village Resident Evil Resident <laughs> Evil Village Resident Evil eight Village Resident uh, Evil eight. So freaking confusing. <laughs> <8-lidge>? <laughs> um typical stupid. They think they think it's cool to fit the logo into the name of the game for some reason, even though it's not. Um, <laughs> but it looks very good in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm i happy to see the series continuing in first person uh, because I like that we're getting these third-person old-school Resident Evil games remade every couple of years and then we're getting a new first-person game. I, I love that cadence that they're doing. Right. Um, I love the idea that they're doing like a witches and werewolves and stuff like that rather than the same old, uh, you know, biohazard-style <laughs> virus stuff. Yeah um it just looked really cool i i personally really liked it um i'm a, i was already looking forward to this game we all knew it was a real game um so yeah i think
1: was- we knew that and the title right we all knew it was yes, Village yeah. and yeah, stuff like that, that That leaked, yeah i agree it's got a very blair witch vibe to it in yep. in the resident evil space so uh it seems cool again i'm not huge on resident evil games but i can appreciate a what they're going for here for sure
0: right uh that is out 2021 dan you have any thoughts on village
2: yeah, i'm excited i i see i was curious because i haven't checked anything uh else after i watched the, the video that guy at the end is that the chris, chris. from the first game chris. yes
0: yeah uh... yeah he he came at the end of seven he came oh, like okay. in a helicopter at the end and that's why we kinda knew that he was he was like making his way back into the game.
2: Uh,
1: okay. Oh when he, when he freaking like five taps that woman on the ground. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that was pretty intense. <laughs> um but yeah, that's coming out twenty twenty one. Um I'll be curious. I know they like to put out games in Q one, so that might be a like January, February time frame, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Pragmata cinematic trailer shown new IP from Capcom definitely thought it was a new Kojima game for the first you know two (laughs) minutes uh, because you had this weird like it was like a skeleton of a cat with like a with like a clear clear outside Um, really weird twisted building that looked like it was like torn between uh, different dimensions, uh, and then you see that main character that looks like the the Homo Ludens the the Kojima mascot. Yeah, uh, you see him like going up towards the begin towards the sky, and then it's glass. You know that 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 cool thing that Prey did. They it looks like they did in this trailer. Um, it looks neat. Uh, it was only a cinematic trailer because it's not out till 2022. Um, but I definitely like the style a lot
1: yeah it was definitely very interesting and um, I, I, I'm I completely confused at what the hell is going on but I think that's the point it looks like and, Death
2: uh, Stranding uh, Part 2 that's
0: what yeah, I'm th- saying it's very Kojima-esque <laughs> oh, but yeah. if there's one thing that we can all agree Death Stranding does well it's it's you know visuals and tone and, and things like that and right mystery. right right mystery um, so yeah that's Pragmata, Pragmata, Pragmata. I don't know. Um, Last one of the bunch, we got Horizon Forbidden West. Shown off, looks gorgeous. Obviously, that first game is still one of the best-looking games on the console. Um, That first game, Strong Suit, is definitely like striking visuals and these familiar-looking locales that are taken over by nature. Uh, This game looks like it's one-upping that in a big way. Um, no release date yet, but definitely looks nice. The one thing I will say, game, the first game already had some uh, issues with being insensitive to other cultures. Now you're going to name your game Forbidden West, and you're literally westwardly expanding. I mean, that's you're really treading on some territory there. <laughs> um, but uh, we shall see <laughs> when the time comes um yeah, yeah. anything what do you guys think about horizon forbidden west
1: i mean it, it looks beautiful you know like i love the fact that um in the trailer they go right down into the water you're seeing all these colors you're seeing more of organic life coming back you know yeah. Um, yeah. whereas in the first game it was basically taking every animal crustacean whatever you could and and turning it into a robot whereas now we're seeing a lot of marine life Right. Although of course like the they said that everything dies off and, and then Aloy comes flying through. I I'm excited. I really am. I I, I did I like the first game. Um and uh I'm definitely excited to see how they how they portray this one. And as far as the setting and stuff, it reminds me of one of my favorite games, Enslaved, which the first one uh, always did as well. And just to see some of these giant creatures, wasn't there, I think there was like a giant turtle or something yep. popped up out of the water, you know, like, yep. it, it's going to be cool to see. So I'm I'm very interested um,
2: I mean- in this game. Like uh, we knew this game was coming. I, mean, I feel like we've talked about it, you know, for a long time. We knew that they were making right, gonna make, right you know, a sequel. And I kind of actually, I remember me and Dan were talking about it when we did. I forget what year did it came out. 2017 we the yeah, game
0: of the 17, year. 17 I
2: it was yeah. done good? Um, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Um. So nice. yeah, you know, I'll definitely pick it up. I'll definitely play it. You know, I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, yeah. I've talked to a few other people when the event was actually happening. I probably got. Seven text messages from various friends. Oh, Horizon's here, the unsequel. Uh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It just didn't excite me the way that, um, you yeah. know, it excited, you know, other people. I don't I'm, know. I'm with
0: you. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of that first game, but I, I like that game. I think lore wise and story wise, I think it's really, really good, especially for that style of game. Mm-hmm. I just was not a huge fan of the gameplay and the. And the you know, the checkboxy nature of, of its open world, especially that the fact that it came out in the same year as breath of the wild. And, you know, that is the perfect, you know, my perfect version of an open world game where you're the exploration is, is the excitement, right. um, rather than the combat. The horizon I always found was about, you know, perfectly flipped with that, where it was all about the combat and not really about exploration. Um, So I'm curious what to see. I mean, that game had a that first game had a lot to like, Mm -hmm. and we all know that sequels usually come out and are better in that they have more ideas to like refine the good ideas that they had on the first one. You know, I think about the jump from Uncharted One to Uncharted Two. Right. Um, So I'm definitely excited for this game. Uh, I can't say that. I'm like over the moon about it because I, I really wasn't a hugest fan of the first one, but I, I really do want to see what they do. And of course I'm going to play it and, and I'll probably enjoy it quite a bit.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, I have to say it was definitely a um, surprise, you know, like I was not expecting, like we said, we were all expecting to see a sequel at some point. I just wasn't expecting to see it in this event, you
0: know, mm. um, I but was, again, but I was yeah. also thinking that this might be a launch game. Um, but now I don't think that. But I did. Yeah. I was initially thinking, hmm, like they could definitely, yeah. if they want to come out big, they can definitely make it launch game Horizon sequel. That would be fucking huge. Oh, yeah. Um, and of now course, I think it's, it's about, yeah, I really think it's it'll be a big next year title for them. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but we'll see. Final thing, big reveal. We're looking at the box. It's a cool futuristic router. I like yeah. it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's, uh,
1: that's <laughs> about it, right? You're when either going to like it or you're not going to like it. I was, like it. I was it. afraid that it, well, I'm happy that they stuck like, the same colors as the controller, which yeah, like, a lot of people were like, oh, the white's so stupid, Like, stick with the black. And I'm like, well, if you're going to make the controller white, the, the box better be freaking white and blue as well.
3: Agreed. So I'm happy
1: to see that they stuck with that. My first concern was that it wasn't going to be able to lie down. I thought they were going to be like, all right, well, the Xbox is a big standing box literally like so that's what we're gonna do yeah so i was like all right thank good and uh and the double did they show the the digital version at the same time i can't remember yes that was this one right so you got both versions which is
0: yeah i'm curious Mm -hmm. to see the pricing on that because i would be all for an all digital version i haven't bought a disc game in five years um so I really could care less about buying physical games uh, but if it, if we're talking fifty dollar difference I don't I, maybe you'd just rather have the the disc just, yeah. you know for anything um, but if we're talking a substantial difference um then that's a different story. I would be surprised if it was a substantial difference knowing a little bit about hardware costs mm-hmm. um I would be it's gotta be 50 bucks. Yeah. It, it can't be more than fifty bucks. There's no way. Yeah.
1: Um, Especially at uh at release, like at launch of the right. system.
0: Right. And I mean, you know, a lot of things to consider with that as well. Like does the lack of the disk drive make it quieter or louder? We don't know these things. So it'll be interesting to see when people dig into them, oh, this version's the one to get, regardless of whether you want physical media or not.
1: Yeah. Right, and do you think they will allow or offer higher um, storage space on the digital version only? You know, like yeah, I'm
0: curious. It? I know that they they did say that their SSDs are customizable uh, to a certain extent, so they mm-hmm. are going to allow you to swap them in and out. Okay. Um. So I don't know that getting a model with a certain storage is really a thing anymore okay uh, I think it's more about hey get the model you want and then buy a different storage if you want Um right. so we'll see I mean you know no price is the big thing uh, they're in a staring contest with Microsoft right now and we'll see who blinks first um, but yeah so that's uh that's pretty much it for the for the event you guys have anything else to say to miss anything well it's wait.
2: everybody's most anticipated
0: Game on the list. Um, shall we go first?
1: Oh, I'm going Ratchet all the way. I, right. I think I said that mid thing. Not <laughs> okay. not that I'm not excited. If I that's just How about a give three. Give me three. Forever. Give me your top yeah.
0: three out of the whole list. Okay, so my
1: top three would be Ratchet, followed by Little Devil Inside, um, and oh, a third one. That's tough. So Ratchet, Little Devil Inside. I'm. I would probably have to say Spider-Man right now. Mm. Maybe Spider-Man. Um, and you have your it, three. It, it's tough.
2: It is tough uh, for me. Demon Souls was probably the most exciting uh, for me, and I know that's just a remake, but I was really excited to get into that. Um, Goodbye, Volcano High was also you know, that. That's definitely a, a me game. I'm very excited for, and for three. Um, uh it'd be a tie between I think Deathloop or uh, or Spider Man. I think those those two. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to see how those uh, come together.
0: Okay, I Do think that. I'm gonna go Demon Souls, Deathloop, and Bug Snacks. Nice. Oh, nice, which I love because that means two of them are coming out this holiday: Bug Snacks and Deathloop. <laughs> Nice. I mean, obviously, yeah, cool. you know, obviously I'm very excited for Ratchet, Spider-Man, you know, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Um, Solar Ash, there's, there's tons of great stuff. But, right, <clears throat> yeah, it was, a, overall, I think it was a fantastic showcase. I agree. Um, I think it was very rapid fire, um, which is good and bad. For me, it's good because it's a lot of stuff. And I like that they showed a lot of things.
1: Yeah, and the thing—it still took an hour and almost twenty minutes, I think. You know, it's yeah, still a long event.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> any final thoughts? Are we feeling good? We're we gonna wrap that.
1: I believe so. I mean, saying like you were saying, I think it's—it was a definitely a good thing to, for them to go so rapid fire on the games because I like we've they've teased like we've we had that whole hour-long thing about the PlayStation 5 system without even knowing what it looks like then we got that environmental demo it was like all right give us some frigging games already and that's exactly what they did right. repetitively you know. like yep. so I think uh, I think that was perfect the way that they did it
0: Dan you felt good about the conference overall
2: I felt good i I think you know I think I said it earlier you know when all when when you get inundated with all that stuff it can be a little overwhelming at first so there's still Still a lot to digest, um, you know. But, yeah, I'm excited and uh, got to start saving up for that PS5.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. A couple more quick news things here. We're not going to do a top five, bottom five uh, for obvious reasons. We're at uh, two hours and 20, I you don't know, 30 minutes at this point. Oh, wow. Um, so, news hits. Last of Us Part 2 reviews are up. Surprise, surprise. Everyone loves it. Um, very, very highly rated. It's sitting at 96 on Metacritic right now. Um, oh, wow. That puts it in in the conversation with Red Dead Redemption Two, God of War, for the highest, you know, the high one of the highest rated games on the PS4. Um, <clears throat> what I will say is some some critics I really respect. Um, really love it and some others are critical of it in that they do not feel that the violence is earned or pays off in a meaningful way so obviously i'm not here to talk spoilers i don't know any spoilers myself i haven't played the game Uh, but i will say obviously um, a major focal point is uh, violence in this game and i feel that um, especially the newer group of critics in the game space are more hesitant to just accept violence as your main um, like verb in, mm-hmm. in video games. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're going to be relentless with violence in the way that the last of us one was, and and looks like the way the second one is, um, then you hope that there's enough meaning behind it. And uh, I've seen some say, be critical and say, um that there's not. Now that's a personal thing, obviously. I just wanted to mention it uh, based on some people that I respect. Right. Um so we'll have our hands on it. I mean by the time we record the next episode, uh we'll all be playing it or have you know, some of us <laughs> me will have already finished it. <laughs> um so yeah. Look forward to that. Um once we're through the game I'm pretty confident in saying that we'll probably want to do a spoiler cast Um, We had a lot of fun doing that for Final Fantasy, Um, so that would be cool. Um, Unless anyone has anything to add, I'll move on to the next news note. Um, Star Wars Squadron showed up as a new game listing on Xbox website. There were no other details except for the image and the name appears to be like an X-Wing TIE Fighter style dogfighting game. And I initially wrote, we should hear more soon at EA Play on June 18th. But there's an update to that. EA announced that they'll be showing a reveal trailer for the game on Monday, June 15th. Oh. So we'll be seeing that game on June 15th. Um, I think that sounds really neat. It's just a matter of how they want to play it. Do they want to go super simmy like X-Wing and Tie Fighter which are such you know fantastic like simulation t- style dogfighting games or do they want to go straight up arcade in the way that some of those GameCube games were. Mhm. Um I call them GameCube games because that's where I played them. Obviously they were on PS2 as well. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's cool. And I have one more little bit here. Uh, yes Your Grace that game I talked about back in March I believe is coming to Switch on June 26th so I just want to very shout cool. it out, it's a game that I like quite a bit, I thought it was very good and I wanted to shout out that it's coming to the Switch
1: very very cool
0: and I think that just about does it for this episode um, thanks is for sticking it? with us I think that's pretty <laughs> um thank you so much dan for being here
2: thank you hey just think it's it's mid uh we're in almost mid-june and we got a lot of uh good stuff to look forward to it's been a crazy year but we got we got good stuff ahead of us yes, true.
0: this is true thank you shelby for being here as well of course
1: thank you i can always talk about new playstation stuff for days
0: yes, that was a lot of fun <laughs> uh and thank you guys out there for listening we hope that you enjoyed this episode and like I said, on the next, next episode, um, get excited. We'll be talking about The Last of Us Part 2. Um, and then look forward in the future to a spoiler cast on that. So, until next time, peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.